is Free Talk Live. Welcome to the program. The phones are open. As always, you're invited if you want to join us here at 603-283-6160. And you can bring up whatever's on your mind. That's 603-283-6160. Coming up, North Korea now has its alleged first ever case of COVID. Oh, wow. If you can believe that one. Uh, so we can talk about that because we've been covering uh, what China has been up to with, of course, the insane lockdowns uh, that they've been going through. And maybe North Korea is going to set out to make China look not as bad Yeah, uh, because North Korea is probably going to be the worst place on the planet for this. We'll, uh, we'll get into that coming up here with you tonight. It's Ian and Joa. Uh, Joey, you had a story that is not is definitely not good news. It's, no. it's about uh, a man who was killed apparently by the police yes. in Ohio. And the reason this I and mean, there's a lot of police killings out there. I think it's over a thousand a year now in the it's United States. About a thousand States. last couple of years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of them. A lot of them have you know, completely unjustified. Uh, and it just if we talked about that all the time, it's literally what we would yeah, we could fill shows. Yeah with it no problem and it just gets so tiresome uh to continue to see the ongoing violence against peaceful people uh the police escalating situations unnecessarily yes and we see it time and time again and it is exhausting but every now and then we got to talk about one but and this one this brought, yeah. got to your attention yes actually um one of our i think we've talked about her on the show before rochelle but rochelle kelly, kelly. Uh, she sent me a message. She's, she's like, the mom. We got we to recap. She's, okay, yes. she's the mom who made headlines in 2020. I think it was like April or May of 2020, where right. she tried to go to a, a, a playground, playground yeah. in the Concord, New Hampshire area, and was threatened by police. Her and her children, and I think a couple other families, were out there on that day. Yeah, uh, it was one of those situations where they had set up caution tape. Yeah, surrounding the playground, and ostensibly they were quote unquote. There's nothing wrong with the playground. No, no, it wasn't dangerous or anything. Any Sun hitting it all day. I'm sure yeah. there's nothing to so catch. The <laughs> cops were called. Someone called the police on them because obviously they're you know it's just a park. The cops wouldn't have any other reason to be there. So somebody called the cops on them. Some busybody, and they uh, confronted them. There's video of this. If you want, you can search yeah. for Rochelle Kelly on freekeen.com and i'm sure the the video will will come up or search playground and uh, and that'll come up ultimately she was found not guilty in that case they ended up right. arresting her five or six months later yeah. so they didn't arrest anyone the day of the parents left the park when the cops came and threatened them seemed like everything was going to be fine and then later they uh, they came after them with like criminal trespass i think it was criminal trespass or disorderly conduct or whatever it's just charges. ridiculous it's just you know i call it cop butt hurt charge yeah you know? it's the it's the catch all charge where they yeah. they always hit activists uh, and people they don't like with these things yeah and she didn't to her credit she did not take the plea right she went to trial and amazingly was found not guilty. So that's right. who Rochelle Kelly is. She's a mom yes. who who actually stands up for her rights. I wouldn't even say she's an activist per se. I would just say she's just someone that just you know had she enough. Is now and we're gonna just do it because this is what this is the normal society is supposed to be like. Well, but she is an if she wasn't an activist before, she certainly is now because yeah, I mean she didn't put that label on her to, to start with. Like they were just you know parents wanted to yeah. let their kids play. Well, like, any, any play free or die, right? Who who would have thought that going to a playground would end up being activism? But that's the insane world I, yeah, that we're in. That's now. what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Exactly. You know, but that is activism when when the state says you can't do it. 
Yeah. And you go out and do it. Well, by definition, you're now an activist. So yeah. I let's get back to uh, why does this relate to her? Yeah. Um, so she has a, had so, a brother. Yes. Uh, her brother-in-law. Um, so her sister lives in Ohio and with five kids. And um, her, her name is Christy, her, her okay. sister. And Christy's uh, now late husband was murdered by the cops. And oh, boy. Now they're they're accusing him of murdering someone. It's just crazy. Like he, uh, there's a full um, you know alibi of where he was, and mm-hmm. so there, there's proof that he had nothing to do with whatever they're trying to claim. And there is like, they're, they're what just, were they, they trying to picking claim? On, they were just picking on him. What were they trying to claim he did? They're trying to claim that uh, there was some other shooting that occurred that he was involved with, hmm. which is not true. It's just not true. He he had nothing to do with that. He wasn't even around. He, I don't think he even knew the people. Uh, but uh, the police, uh, you know, allegedly he ran from the police and they, you know, they, if you, if you were to watch all the news reports or if you go to delete laws and, and watch their, uh, that a YouTube, yeah, that okay. delete laws is, uh, uh, this guy, Chile, he's a constitutional scholar and he went out to Ohio for other cases and then Rochelle's messaging me and I, I'm like, all right, I, I'm, I know some guy that's in Ohio right now that's going to help you. And um, he's uh, delete laws has been helping him uh, helping her out, um, and or help the family. Isn't this out. the guy that goes from like court to court? Just uh, he knows his stuff legally, yes. and he's just dedicated his whole life to helping yeah. people. Like, you like told the, me about him the once. big wall in his house is uh, this graph of every case law, uh, and mm-hmm. most of it surrounding uh, you know the, the police and what how they take our rights away, and mm-hmm. like Terry versus Ohio. So he. He's all about uh, overturning Terry. Um, and, uh, right, okay. I should have wore the shirt tonight. I have one of the shirts. Uh, but he, um, yeah, so he's really, really knowledgeable in the law when it comes to these things. And um, really good stuff. He has this great pamphlet you could carry in the car. Take, but, me, take me back yeah. a little bit further. They thought this guy, the brother-in-law of Rochelle, what was his name again? Uh, his name is... Uh, Stephen Sheets. Stephen Sheets. I think, they, I think they, that's his name. Yeah, they thought sure. that he was involved in a allegedly involved in a shooting. Were they coming to arrest him? When did this conflict that inv- in you know allegedly he James ran Sheets. from James Sheets? That's James it. Sheets. Yes, sir. When when was the conflict that he allegedly ran from the cops? So from and what were they doing? It there? started in Struthers. So the Struthers Police Department is the ones that murdered him. Okay. And the Youngstown was the the Youngstown police are like well, we had nothing to do with this. Like that's that's kind of how they acted. Mm-hmm. Um and it just like when I was watching the news reports when this first broke and Rochelle told me about it, and I was watching, I was like, "This is yeah, this is just a total cover up right away." The the way that they're talking about it, how they're talking around the issue, um, then they released the audio audio call, uh, the scanner calls to the dispatch. Mm-hmm. It, it it just didn't add up, and then they released the body cam footage, and that okay. was that was because the Chile from Delete Laws, you know, pressed them. And uh, they first released it with uh, all these redacted spots, like two minutes lost, two minute loss, like in, in the body cams. That's suspicious. And, yeah. And he he demanded the uncut versions and then he got it. Huh. And um, it revealed a lot. Uh, I bet it did. Yeah. Okay. So, but what was the situation? I mean, can you describe what happened here? What, so I don't know the why they come? pulled them over. Okay. Um, I, I don't so think anyone knows a, yet. A traffic stop. Yeah. Uh-huh. For some reason. And uh, he he alleged they alleged that he uh, started taking off and the cop almost got hit. Oh, right? that claim! Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a joke. Um, and Where they was haven't the released that footage. Oh, you haven't seen that part? No. Okay. 
Uh, but that's what they're claiming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, you know, well, if they had, if they actually had video of him coming at a cop, they surely would have released that because it would have totally justify their position, right? Right. The fact that they haven't released it again, very suspicious. And then they were claiming like, oh, he's trying to ram us, right? Like as mm-hmm. in they're dr- the, the they're chasing him. Whatever. I don't. I don't even know if the traffic stop even happened because you don't see it. Mm-hmm. So, but they, the guy said like, they try to do a whole cover up on this. But then like they're saying, oh, he's trying to ram us. But you look at the. You know, how the collision occurred, it's clearly the cops colliding with him. Sure. And his hands never leave the steering wheel, yet they claim that he had a gun and was pointing at them. And he never had a gun. He never pointed anything at them. And they just shot and killed him in his car. Wow. Um, I think they shot him uh, uh, four times in the face. Wow. And 28 times total. So That's that's, that's unloading a clip. This is one cup. Or what, what, no, I think it's a couple cops, but one cop was doing all of it. Uh, wow! At, like, continued to do it. So he un- he dropped the clip, unloaded it back up, dropped, loaded again. How, do you really need footage? to shoot some guy with three clo- uh, loads? No, you've seen footage of this? The, sh- the yes, actual yeah. shootings? Yeah, it's, uh, it's on Delete Laws uh, wow. on his channel. It's very gruesome. So if you go oh and my see God. that, um, but you know they can't they can't stop this cover up. They, I mean, like you can't they can't get away with this, and you know the truth is coming out on this. So. Mm. You know, if, if you guys uh, want to go check it out, it, it really looks like um, at one point uh, you see them going up to the car with shields, and they throw throw something in the car. Really? And that, like, not, where's the a, gun? Where's the gun? Then the arm comes around the shield, and it looks like he's throwing something into the car. It's not really clear, but wow. they were talking about a water bottle. Like, oh, I need my water bottle because he's like out of breath. It's just, it's all baloney, guys. We'll, uh, we'll you, continue here in moments. Uh, the number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. You can join us. You can share your thoughts. Bring up whatever's on your mind here on Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about the shooting of a man in uh, Struthers, I guess. Well, it was in Youngstown, but the Struthers police killed him. Near Youngstown, Ohio, or somewhere around there, uh, with uh, multiple police responding to a man that is allegedly was allegedly involved in a shooting. Uh, now we have no evidence of any of the truth, you know, if there's any truth to that statement, uh, but that's what the police are trying to claim about the man that they shot to death. You said 28 times. He was shot 28 times. Four in the face. Were any cops shot in this, uh, this incident? Nope. Not a single, not a single bullet went in their direction Hmm. and they lied about, you know, doing the open firing and then they, oh, maybe plant a gun. Yeah, I just uh, was looking at the Delete Laws channel on YouTube. It's Delete L-A-W-Z, so that's how you can find it there. Yeah, Delete Laws with a Z. There's a lot of videos here, and so I wasn't really sure where to, to start, but I, I picked the one that said uh, edited vo- bo- body cam shows cops plant gun, and this is very suspicious behavior. We'll, we'll get a little bit deeper into this coming up here in moments. It's Ian and Joa in the studio, but let's go first to Dave Ridley. Uh, he's no stranger to corrupt cops and lying cops. Uh, Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. You've had a lot of history, of course, with them over at RidleyReport.com. What's on your mind tonight? I'm the cop whisperer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, 
I will, uh, I will probably call uh, some other talk radio, though, about what you've been talking about today. Um, because that's, I mean, that's a New Hampshire story. I'll be talking about it. No, it's uh, only related tangentially to New Hampshire. This happened right. in Ohio, uh, but it was to that's a woman I, who, uh, it's to the brother-in-law of a woman who lives in New Hampshire, Rochelle Kelly. That, that's what I mean. Well, she's kind of a public figure in New Hampshire. Yes. But anyway, the, um, there is, um, I, I'm going to call, I'm going to call this call the uh, uh, rental cars and the demise of enterprise. Um, hmm. I believe I may have called you four or five years ago to tell you how much I love that company. Um, I, you know, uh, I got rid of my car in 2014 and they were what enabled me to continue to rent the report after that for years. Hmm, okay. Um, because they were, their rental cars were so cheap. I had no idea how they were making money. Uh, it was just fantastic. It was, and the people were so nice and they still are nice. Uh, they're trying to be nice. Um, but, uh, and I, so I don't know if it's enterprise's fault or not, but the company is just, doing business with them is just breaking down. It's just, it's almost impossible to rent a car. It feels like now. Wow. I, I, I tried in, um, I mean, it's, I mean, maybe that's an exaggeration, but I, I it feels impossible sometimes when I tried to rent a car in, when I, you know, uh, uh, came back to New Hampshire from, from Colorado Springs and I was going to fly into Boston Logan and rent a car, you know, rent, rent from enterprise at Boston, drop off at Keene, just mm-hmm. the most normal thing. I mean, that's what that's what enterprise is there at the airport for, right? Right. Um, it's, oh no, you're not allowed to do that. What? You can't drop it off somewhere else. You have to bring it back to Logan. What? <laughs> Since when? You can't drop it off. You can't drop it off one of our branches. Uh, and this was in uh, this was in when I when I came back in uh, April. But I mean, I I've not rented a lot of cars in my time, but I. I... I thought that was something that was a standard practice. If you have a one-way trip, you you drop it off at at uh, their local place, and they they arrange for transfer or whatever. They they handle that. There's logistics, and that didn't it used to be that way, Dave? Yeah, it's just normal. And they also, I and mean, prices were really like you'd rent a car from Enterprise for about thirteen dollars a day mm-hmm. uh, over a weekend. Uh, and then now that's that's gone away too. You know, and now you now it's no no hundred dollars a day now. And then it cost me it cost me four hundred dollars to have a vehicle for two days. I wasn't allowed to fly to Boston Logan. <laughs> I had to fly to Manchester, and that was the only place I could I could get to to could fly to where I could get a, any rental car from anyone that would that I could just get in the car and drive it to Keene and drop it off somewhere in Keene. There were no uh, uh, there was no other way for me to get back from Colorado Springs. May, may I suggest uh, I mean, uh, an alternative, which is like the Uber rental Toro? No, Uber really? Uber's not that functional no, either not anymore. Uber. No, 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 not Uber. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't like Uber at all, but Toro, it's called Toro. It's uh, an app. T-O-R-O? I think so. Or two R's. I'm not sure. Uh, But that's like a way that you can rent people's cars. No kidding. Yeah. Yep. It's a a great way. You've you've tried it? No, I have a friend that does it. Um, Uh He's a Porkfest attendee and he he, uh, has rented his cars out for years. Presumably you would need to bring it back to the person. uh, There's there's a way they do the pickup. I'm huh. not sure exactly the logistics on that, but there it's included in the price. So, I think. Dave, is this is this these policy changes, uh, price increases? Is this just inflation? Uh, do you think that you know it's not thirteen bucks a day anymore? It's multiple multiple times that. I mean, is that what the factor is here? What do you think? Partly, they have a car shortage uh, because I guess they sold off some of their cars when some of the prices were so high. Mm. Uh, 
And then uh, the next thing that happened, though, is I tried to rent again today. I was just going to do a generic rental. Okay, I'll pick it up in Keene. I'll drop it off in Keene. I'll mm-hmm. do what you say. I said, can I rent one on, how about, you know, I know, we, I don't really care, just any day over the next week or so. How about the 25th? Well, let me look at that. Uh, actually, no, that won't work. <laughs> oh, okay, that's fine. I'll just you know, take the, the 23rd will work. Oh, let me check that. Oh, no, that won't work. Okay. Uh, okay, any, any day that week will be okay. Um, oh, no, actually, people aren't allowed to rent the entire week Wow. from Keene. And then, uh, oh, in Peterborough, we've closed that down. That shop isn't open anymore, our, our office there. And uh, I just said, okay, can, okay, let's make this simple. Can you give me a date between now and the heat death of the universe <laughs> in which I can in which I can rent a vehicle from you in Keene. The only place I can reach, right? Actually, no, I'm sorry, sir, we, we can't do that. What? So they just have they no available me, inventory at they all? They have no available dates between now and the heat death of the universe. <laughs> That's strange. And unless I call back some other time and they say, well, you can check the internet. I'm trying to, I'm calling them. I'm having, I'm having internet, internet problems. That's the reason I call. So you can check the internet. Well, what did, why did you answer the phone then? If you, well, why, yeah, why, why would the internet have more information? <laughs> why, why would you have better luck going through their website than they would through whatever internal uh, yeah, reservation system? You have system? internet anymore at enterprise. And, and, um, the, uh, so apparently I'm just supposed to call back, uh, in wow. a few days. To try to get a different answer. Or That's I'll, nuts. I have now, what, you mentioned you did find a, co- a company eventually that was able to rent you a car. I mean, do you want to mention who they were? No, I haven't found. There is there now. There is a company in Keene that uh, does rentals. As of a year or two ago, I checked them out and I liked them, but I didn't. I never have rented from them, and I'm going to try. Are they a but national again, remember, or like a local? Not, it was local, and that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like I said, the, the like Avis and all these other companies, which are fine, they don't serve Keene yeah. uh, or well, the Keene's Keen a little area. Town. You, you know, you only get yeah, so many yeah, options. Yeah, sure. But people live there and have to get places. Yeah. So uh, sounds like a market again, opportunity this, for uh, for somebody that's well, willing to start a new business. No, well, Dave, no, if you need a ride, when we talk it, off air, I could you know help <laughs> you out. I do have an LLC. It's not for hire. That's not for well, hire in sense, LLC. <laughs> in a sense, that's actually not the solution. But again. The reason we're having these problems is because competition is discouraged, right? That's part sure. of why we're Makes trying sense. to make New Hampshire a separate country, because there are so many rules that a rental car has, a company has to go through at the federal level that it's just it's almost not worth It's impossible to get into the business. Time. Yeah, it's a great point. Just Dave, localize it. More coming up here in moments. Thanks for the call, man. It's Free Talk Live. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. You can bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. We've been talking about the shooting of a man, the killing uh, of a man named James Sheets, I believe. Yes, James Sheets. He uh, he was 
shot 28 times, apparently, by police in and around uh, somewhere around Youngstown, Ohio. The Struthers, town of Struthers Police Department, uh, the ones pulling the trigger. And, Joe, you've been following this case pretty closely. Rochelle Kelly is, uh, she. she's, I would, I wouldn't say she's not a friend of the show like her and her husband sure. they, they listen to free talk live we yes. uh, we we, yes. par- we partied with them on uh, new year's eve a couple of years ago and we threw an, an epic uh bash on new year's eve 2020 and uh they, and they were there so nice nice folks i've never met her brother-in-law or her uh, or her sister and now he's dead uh and you've been following this case it's over at delete laws with a z on youtube there's video and uh there's a lot of, of body cam footage that has now come out Thanks to Delete Laws, who is, I guess, you know, trained in how to file things, and he's got a lot of experience. Yeah, he, uh, he's a scholar, a constitutional yeah. scholar for sure. He, so he's filed the necessary Freedom of Information Act stuff, and he got a lot of cop footage out here. And there's some pretty suspicious stuff going on uh, in this footage. The police, and I didn't, I haven't seen the footage of like the alleged chase or any of that. You said that hasn't even come out yet. I, I don't, yeah, I haven't seen that yet. If yeah. it's out there, I haven't seen it. But the you know. footage that I'm looking at here, uh, they show there's a scene where this guy is, is apparently shot 14 times by one cop and then later shot again uh, another 14 times. The autopsy apparently shows 28 gunshots to this man, four of them landed in his face. Yep. No cop was shot. During this encounter, but no yet, bullets flew in their direction. I guarantee you that. Yeah, yet they claim that there was uh, that James had a gun in the car. If they if they were using a steering wheel, because that's the only thing he had his hands on. Okay, when I watched the video, that mm-hmm. was it. And they show up. Well, after the shooting, at some point, one of the officers goes, and you say apparently I haven't seen this part of the clip yet, but you say that at one point. One of the cops asks for a a bottle of water. Yeah, like he was all, you know, pretending to be all panicky. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. the the guy is a psychopath, and he, he had murdered someone recently, too. Really? Uh, yes, and he brags about it. Mm. And he's bragging about this one, too. But I think, you know, they try to put on an act, and uh, they have code words, predetermined code words. So I think Struthers is a corrupt department at this point. Um, and uh, Youngstown is really standoffish, like, you know, being a part of this at mm-hmm. all. Um but uh, the yeah, the cop is like, oh yeah, I'm I'm out of breath. I I, I need my water bottle, and like he's saying it like it's code. Mm. And they're like, can you guys go get my water bottle or you know all this stuff? Mm-hmm. You got to listen to the clips. But you know, I think when he's saying that, that's probably code for get the get the gun, get the, the burner gun yeah, or whatever it is. Yeah, he goes and and he says, oh uh, yeah, I've got that, and I think he's referring to a shield. Yes. He goes and gets a shield. This is after. They've already blasted this dude 28 times, right? Right. He yep. goes and gets a shield out to approach the car. Why would you not have the shield before? Well, maybe the shield is, uh, you know, shielding them throwing a gun into the car. Yeah, because the shield shields the camera. Yes, it sure as hell does. It does. The body camera that this officer has on is completely shielded almost by the shield. Like, it... it it blocks out yep. 80%, 90% of the the camera's view as yep. this cop approaches the window where this man is. There's no way he's alive after being shot 28 times and four in the face. He approaches the window of the car, and you can see his hand, what appears to, throws something in. He's like, it's on the floorboard. And as, he's like, yeah, as, as he's he says, it. the gun is on the floorboard. It looks like he's tossing something 
through that window, but you can't see it for sure. His it's, hand yeah, moves it's, too it's fast. Just, it just convenient very very yeah. convenient you for see the maybe whole, one frame on. you know they slow it down yeah. there's maybe like one frame where you can see his hand whipping by the the little bit of the frame where you can yep. see and you have no idea for sure what he's mm-hmm. doing but it is awfully suspicious what else could he have been doing i don't know but i, Pointing I know that to the gun james sheets uh the one that got murdered mm-hmm. uh his his uh wife um Got, it was interviewed by Delete, Delete Laws with a yeah. Z, and um, she was saying that he's never owned a gun. He's oh. she's never seen a gun. She's never seen any bullets. Nothing. This it's just you know this is all cover. Wow, they're covering this up, you know. Uh, and I so this, here's another really interesting thing about this is that uh, they were they got anonymous uh, messages. I think it was on Facebook or something. Really? Yeah, anonymously uh, from within the department. So an officer is whistleblowing anonymously. What are they saying? They're saying that the guy, I forget his name now. I don't really the cop, remember. The alleged gun planting names. cop? Yes. Uh, they were saying that he's bragging about the murder in the Whoa. department. And he he bragged about the previous murder that he did. Very similar in the face. And, you know, Jeez. it was almost like to the T. It's like the exact same thing. Uh, and I think that case should be opened up at this point, too. Um but yeah, like it's just crazy. Like, how do they know it was someone in the department? Um, it, I, I, if you would have watched a Delete Laws video mm-hmm. on this, you'll see copy the that it just seems like it is genuine. Mm-hmm. That they're not just making mm-hmm. this up. There's a lot of details in there that you wouldn't have otherwise revealed. Um, so you know, I think it is, but we're gonna see how this all turns out. But they're gonna be. I think uh, Delete Laws is filing the federal lawsuit. He's maybe already did it today. Um, on so, who? On what? On uh, to to sue the the Struthers department, uh, police department for the murder. So they're going to go after him for criminal, like once again, a criminal investigation against this. Mm-hmm. I, I think. I mean, look, I don't believe in the state, and I don't want you know they're going to investigate themselves and find no wrongdoing. Like you know, Typical, but maybe yeah. we need an outside agency there. You know, can somebody else, I mean, you're not a lawyer or anything like that, but can someone else who is not connected with the situation bring a suit? Won't that get tossed? Well, he does it for them. He's helping. Oh, them. so he's helping the family. Yeah. He, he's, uh, uh okay. he's okay. been spending a lot of time in Ohio with okay. delete loss and, uh, and, you know, helping other people file lawsuits. There's a lot of corrupt stuff going on. In Ohio. Sure. Well, that's and everywhere. I, There's yeah. corruption everywhere. Yeah, the, the everybody laws. always thinks their state's the most corrupt. It's like, yeah, I, it's no, it, no, that, that I, yes, exactly. Yeah. Everyone says that. Like yeah. all these auditors that I watch online sure. and stuff, they all say, "Oh, my, my state's the worst." <laughs> the cops here are the worst. But then you look at Ohio. <laughs> mm. Ooh, so there's something wrong with Ohio, and I guess there's like a lot of drug busts that happen in Ohio, mm-hmm. and a lot of the cities are right on the borders of other states. So right. a lot of drug dealing across state lines now, especially if you go into Ohio, the laws are way more strict. And, uh, you know, the, the police are just really border protected, protecting, and mm-hmm. they'll pull you over for the littlest things, you know? Uh, I Delete laws cover this other lady uh, in Ironton, Ohio, yep. and she didn't break any traffic laws. She was just like, why is this cop following me? And this cop's following her around this neighborhood. She's like, why is this cop following me? And she just pulls over. Next thing you know, the cop is coming, like, you know, in her direct, like, uh, against her in, on the road, and then the cop just spins around and pulls her over she's already like pulled over she parked mm-hmm. so like now they're saying she didn't use a blinker and it the video is clear as day she used it because she's recording you know being ch- chased by this cop mm-hmm. and it's just sick and like a creeper yeah and delete laws helped her out and he went to the ironton police station and he got arrested actually uh for wow. filming in the police station 
which he had court today, which he missed, but they gave him six more days. So they didn't want to. They didn't want to bench warn him, so he got lucky today. Well, that's a guaranteed win. I mean, recording video in a public place like that, there should be... I mean, that's a clear violation of his Absolutely. First Amendment right to Absolutely. be in the free press, so uh, he should walk away with a check for that one. I think so, too. Um, and he That's has what happened one. to me when they arrested me in the town hall uh, at... Uh, in Massachusetts, uh, in Palmer, Mass. Oh, yeah? Yeah, mm. I got a, a $5,000 check from that one. Nice. Not a huge win, no. but, you know. Yeah. It compensated me for the four hours or whatever that I was in uh, police custody. Yeah. And all the time I had to waste with going down to court and stuff. Well, I'm working on another case. We'll see how it goes when I got arrested at a police station. Where was Which one was That's this? Worcester. Worcester. The Worcester case. Now, didn't you get found guilty in that, in no, that one? No. Not, uh, I was found one? liable or oh. responsible. I don't, I don't oh, know. Oh, civil, wasn't it? Yeah, because they dropped the criminal last minute That's right crazy. before I was about to pick a jury trial. I waited mm. two years for this because of COVID. Wow. It's just we, ridiculous. We got more coming up here. You can join us. Uh, you can bring up whatever you want, whether it's corrupt cops or corrupt, as uh, Dave Ridley was calling it about, confused bureaucracy of corporate America, (laughs) whatever you want to talk about. Plus, North Korea has its first case of what they're calling fever. Supposedly, it's COVID. We're coming up. It is Free Talk Live. The phones are open. You can join us here and bring up whatever you want to discuss. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You know, I'm grateful that we have not been bombarded with COVID news recently. There's been a lot of other interesting stuff to talk about. But every now and then something pops up and then there have been some headlines. We haven't mentioned them, but I guess some cities are looking at returning to mask mandates and it worked in the what for controlling people. You mean? Yeah. 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 They're not going to let this stuff go away forever. It's it's coming back. Uh, And so some places, you know, New York City, they're considering bringing it back, etc. But looking overseas has been the most interesting recently because what's been going on in china for instance has been oh, horrible. absolutely horrible have you been following any of that show a little bit here and there but i we wouldn't know the numbers we wouldn't know no. exactly what's going to be happening but well it's not about the numbers it's about the stories about what's happening to yes. people uh the people in shanghai for instance that's sort of the the most visible of what's going on in china but it's not just shanghai it's happening in, in a lot of places uh, they're locking people down. They've had lockdowns now in Shanghai for 60 days, I think. Yeah. Somewhere somewhere around like, 60 days. Two months. You, you know it's really bad when people are fishing out their apartment windows from the 40th, 40th floor. And like they could just barely reach the ocean, try to fish out of their... Is that actually happening? Yeah. I haven't seen that yeah, video. Yeah. That's crazy. That's insane. Uh, there's just been so much out of Shanghai, and we've talked a lot about that. But now, according to RT.com, Business Insider, various other sources, North Korea is now officially acknowledging that they have COVID. Although they're calling it, quote-unquote, fever yeah. in North Korea, which, you know, may actually be a more accurate name for it. I, I don't know. Uh, but that uh, it's interesting that they had not acknowledged any cases of COVID until just recently, within like the last week or so. But that makes sense, though, because they're isolationists where no one goes in and out. And People come in and out of, yeah, of but North Korea. I wonder how like not tightly that screened that is and... 
You know what I mean? I think it's not that they haven't had COVID. It's just that they haven't admitted to it. Because you always have to remember, well, of course. In, in North Korea, every news, quote unquote, that you see coming from North Korea is coming from the state. Yeah. So the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, they run all the media there. There's no independent journalism going on in North Korea. If so, you're a journalist in North Korea... You're there on their, you know, their discretion. They're yeah. only letting you see the the things they want you to see. Well, like yeah, we all know that Kim Jong Il is the best golfer in the world, <laughs> and you got eighteen holes in one, holes in one on one course. It's pretty impressive. They say a lot of things about the uh, the Kims <laughs> there. So this is just an interesting story because it's like, why now? Why after two years of COVID everywhere across the world, all the crackdowns, all the restrictions, why is North Korea now coming out and admitting that they have COVID? Because people took the masks off and they started breathing right. And now, you know, it, we have full brain activity and people can't um, people can't stand what the government's doing. So oh, I'm going to slap those masks back on. More restrictions. The people are waking up. Sure, but that doesn't answer the question of why is North Korea doing that? We understand that that the Western governments and other governments around the planet, they've been doing restrictions for the last two years, and some of them are right. bringing them back. Why is North Korea now admitting because, that they have COVID? Because they're so controlled already, they didn't need to use it. But now maybe there's some, you know... A uh, little bit of uprising? organization going on. The people are rising up or something. Could they're, be. They're, and this could be an excuse to yeah. crack down even It was harder. always in their pocket, but they didn't need to use it. North Korea has reported, according to RT, a massive surge in a mysterious quote-unquote fever outbreak, including almost two dozen additional deaths and tens of thousands of new cases. Kim Jong-un called the epidemic one of the greatest, quote, turmoils in the nation's history. Health officials confirmed 174,000 some new cases of fever nationwide, 21 fatalities on Friday, up from just six deaths the previous day, according to state-run KCNA, noting that the total number of infected individuals had exceeded 524,000. Now they're saying it's one point. This story that I'm sharing with you, I've had in show prep for a few days, and uh, now stories coming out today are showing over 1.72 million cases of fever in North Korea. And well, uh, I'm not going there. I'm not going there anytime soon. <laughs> no, I have no plan to go there either. And if you could if you're in North Korea and you care about freedom, you probably want to get the hell out. Of course, that's easier said than done. Speaking during a Politburo meeting, national leader Kim Jong Un stressed the quote effectiveness of regional blockades and unit by unit containment measures. Unquote, calling for a meticulous government response and additional efforts to, quote, raise the scientific awareness of quarantine among all the people. Kim added, saying, quote, the spread of this virulent infectious disease in our country is one of the greatest periods of turmoil since the foundation of our state, just as the spread of the coronavirus is very serious around the world, he said. So unit by unit containment measures sounds like a Chinese style lockdown to me. And we've seen some of the video from China, and it is pretty scary stuff. They're literally forcing people to stay in their apartment complexes, locking gates, putting up gates that never existed before, putting up metal barriers around apartment buildings, around entry areas to where even even if you were to leave your apartment and come downstairs to try to leave the building, you're then up against a 10 foot tall metal gate and you can't get out. And that means if the building catches on fire, you also can't get out. It's it's wild. Some of the things I've seen with that, like um, you'll see like a whole apartment building sort of like have a 
uh, a food exchange within the apartment buildings. Mm-hmm. So they're like, yep. all right, I have this, you have that. What can we exchange? Uh, I've heard about that. Yeah, and they're just, you know, I saw, you know, rotted vegetables and fruit. Oh, yeah. Like, they're not, it's no game. It's, they're really messing with them. And there's, many of the apartments actually are on uh, WeChat, which is the Asian oh, yeah. chat service, yeah. uh, social media service, and they'll they'll create uh, chat rooms, basically, for the building. So, oh, wow. Uh, they're all, I mean, this, one of the, the, I guess, benefits, if you want to look on the bright side of this, is people are getting to know their neighbors yeah. uh, for the first time. They're having to come together and... And as you say, trade things and and work together to to try to in many cases stay alive. In hopefully, many cases, it's to get food. Hopefully, that organizing organizing that they're creating is going to create the uprising. That would be nice. Unfortunately, the the Chinese people have been conditioned for generations to be obedient, and that's why, of course, they were willingly locking themselves up in the first place. the The metal uh, barriers didn't come up until thirty or forty days into the lockdown. Mm. So if people hadn't been so obedient to begin with, it would have been a lot harder on the government. But they all did what they were told. While officials have confirmed that one patient carried the COVID-19 Omicron variant before succumbing to the quote-unquote fever, they've stopped short of attributing any other cases or deaths to the virus behind the global pandemic. Before that initial patient, the government claimed to have kept COVID-19 out of North Korea entirely with complete border closures. The first verified case of fever triggered a, quote, maximum emergency quarantine system, unquote, as defined by the state, and strict lockdowns nationwide earlier this week with the government vowing to step up containment measures, quote, across institutions, all institutions and all sectors of the country, including party, administrative and economic institutions at all levels. So what this is leading to is probably not going to be very good for the the North Korean people. No. Like, uh, well, I mean, they're already in a bad situation. Yeah. Um, but, you know, why why would they have to pull this? I mean, I think the whole thing is baloney. The whole pandemic. Oh, whole yeah, thing. sure. But, you know, for them to just, whatever they're trying to plan, whether they're, they're going to do a cleansing, because I can see North Korea doing a cleansing. I could totally see that. Yeah. Oh, but, you've got the fever. Oh, just so happens you're one of the blacklisted political people that we don't want to have around yep. anymore. And we really don't want to keep you alive in our prison camps right. because we have to pay for that and there's food involved. And even though it's terrible as far as the food that the people get there, if they Rocks. get any at all, uh, yeah, <laughs> pieces of corn out of uh, dung, uh, that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, that's, it still does cost them something to have people in those labor camps. So they could just use this as an excuse to do a, a cleansing, uh, yeah. you know genocide are they do they have any exports there at all i i don't think so i doubt it no they're so poor they always rely on uh donations of food from the united nations and china wow things like that they uh, they of course had starvation in the 1990s the only reason why they're not starving now is because they allowed the black market to operate in north korea over the last wait what this sounds great I mean, it's it's helped because it hasn't uh, resulted in the total extermination of uh, of their population yeah, they, they, due to starvation. They, they had to. Yeah. They had to allow it to yeah. happen because central control of wow. the economy wow. is a total failure. Yeah, wow, that's, that's that's wild. It's horrible. We actually had the folks from Link, uh, Liberty in North Korea. They came to Keene, I don't know, half a decade ago, maybe a little more than really? that. Really? And they did a presentation at the Keene Activist Center about what they call the Jangmadang generation. Okay. And that's the, I believe that is the North Korean word for the black market. Okay. Uh, so there's there's some interesting things going on over there. Hmm. Whenever you can hear the little bits that you I know get. North Korea weed's legal, so you probably get a lot of weed smokers moving to North Korea once they hear that. <laughs> 
there's a lot of other places you can get weed. Um, there's more coming up here in moments. Hour number two is on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live it is Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're kicking off the second hour of the program here tonight. We've got Ian and Joa. We're uh, going to go to your phone calls and thoughts, whether you want to talk about corrupt cops ostensibly planting a gun on a man they just shot to death in uh, Youngstown, Ohio. We get the footage we've been watching during the breaks. It's it's hard to say for sure what's happening there, but it doesn't look very honest it, to me. It doesn't. No. No, it, it, they're covering it. You could check him out uh, over at Delete Laws, and that's where the footage is of this Youngstown shooting. Delete L-A-W-Z. I'll link to it on our social media at some point during the show tonight over at social.freetalklive.com. We're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts. And then coming up, uh, we got a little bit of good news. It's nice to get some good news from time to time. Great. Out of uh, New Hampshire court with a friend of the show. Yeah. Getting found not guilty on all counts. We'll tell you who and what happened there uh, in a few moments. But first, let's go to Olivia. She's in Arizona. You're on Free Talk Live, Olivia. Hey, I wanted to talk about plea bargains, but before I do, I have a question because I watch online and I notice you guys take the headphones off on the uh, commercial breaks, but I always wonder, how do you know exactly when to put them back on? I mean, I know you've been doing this forever, so maybe just kind of intuitively know, but if you can't hear the program, how do you know the commercials are over? You want we, we have a clock right here with the tape on it that shows us when... The break's about to start. Yeah, and there is a clock, and I'm also, uh, there's a clock on the, the computer here. So we got multiple clocks in the studio. Basically, wherever you're looking, there's a clock in relatively near uh, your field of vision. And uh, and I've been doing this for, for so long. Plus, we we can still hear the, the headphones. Like, they're usually loud enough to where you can still kind of hear basically what's, what's coming through them. Professional radio studios have what they call monitors. We actually don't have an easy, we have them, but they're not automatically switched on in in like a professional radio studio when you press the microphone button to turn the mics on it actually mutes the monitors in the studio and then when you turn the mics off the monitors go back on so you always have in a professional studio uh the the audio of whatever is on here don't undersell yourself. This is professional here, Ian. This is like a quite the setup. This, this is a uh, it's a decent setup, but it, we don't have that ability. We don't have that level of like setup here. So well, when the feds turn, pulled all the wires, it took about a week. Nah, to, nah, if you <laughs> want to turn, you can turn the monitors on, but there's it's more of a manual process than uh, than anything else. But yeah, we just kind of know it, Olivia. 
Oh, okay. Because um, it just seemed like magic to me, like how y'all do every night, for three hours every night, you know exactly when. I, I just thought that was cool. But um, I called about plea Well, I'm glad to know that was... radio hasn't lost its magic, at least among some, <laughs> some people, although you're watching us on video, which is fine. As, uh, you can watch us over at video.freetalklive.com. That'll take you right to our Odyssey channel. But what, what were you calling about? Um, I was, I was, I heard that nobody and, and the, uh, other, some of the other crypto six people had taken the plea bargains. And I was, yeah. I was, I was pretty upset about that. I was, I was sitting there and that, then I was, I was just thinking about it and it, it dawned on me how ridiculous plea bargains and how insidious they are yeah. that, well, we're not going to prosecute you for these crimes if we can get you on just something, anything, right. but if we can't, yes. then we're going to throw the book at you, and suddenly it's worth all these tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars to keep you in a cage on things that weren't important before. So it's like, are the, so are you protecting the public or aren't you? Because these, these laws you're enforcing weren't important if you could just, you know, get them on something. But now they're important. That, that logic doesn't make any sense whatsoever to me. And then you're just going to get innocent people pleading guilty to something they didn't do anyway happens all the time yeah it's not protecting the public at all anyway this whole thing is a sham i feel like we should have black lives matter in the streets over this i mean like everyone should be protesting how horrific this is this is a travesty of justice this isn't justice you know, no, well, well, like when I'm in court and they try to do a, like a plea bargain with me, oh, you just do community service, Joe. I literally sat on the mic in court. I don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> and it's, it's exactly that. Like they're terrorizing me. Yep. If they're going to make me do something where I'm not guilty, as in like I am, uh, you know, I know that I'm in the right. I haven't hurt anybody. I haven't caused any harm or done any property destruction, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, they have a monopoly on force. That's what they do. And I, I, I agree with you with the plea. The pleading is like, um, really a twisted thing because they tell you, oh, you can't perjure yourself in court. You swear an oath not to lie. But then it's like, you know, they give you, you know, you, either you have a, uh, you know, you could go to trial and see life in jail mm-hmm. or you can get a few years probation. Well, you're probably going to choose a few year, years probation, but now even you have you didn't to lie. Do it. So what you're saying is even if you didn't do the yes. thing, you're now lying and saying you did yes. in order to get the more... Um, intense charges gone, the the worst possible jail sentence wiped away, and get a probation or they're, six months or something. Like they're that. angling it to dehumanize us, mm-hmm. is what it is. They they want us to submit and obey and take the plea. And you know, yeah. I appreciate every time I go to court, you hand out those uh, oh, don't take a deal plea flyers. deals. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so for listeners that don't know, we've we've been doing don't take a plea outreach here for a very long time. And I still got a ton of flyers. So if you ever need some, Joe, just you know, let me know. Yeah, I'm down. I'm welcome to have a stack of them because you go to some courts (laughs) trials I don't go to sometimes. Um, But the plea deal really is insidious, and and it's ultimately just bureaucrats being lazy. I mean, when you really think about it, that's what it comes down to: is these bureaucrats they don't want to have to actually prosecute. That means they have to put together a case. Right? Yeah. They've got to actually, you know, talk to witnesses. They've got to figure out what they're going to say in court. They've got to go through a whole bunch of effort mm-hmm. to actually put a yeah. case on in front of both a judge or a jury. And it's much easier if they can just stack a whole bunch of charges on somebody, yeah. scare the crap out of them, and get them to say, all right, well, yeah, I did it. And then they give them a better quote unquote deal than they otherwise, the raw deal they would have gotten if they had gotten found guilty. Uh, in a trial, and and I you see it so many times. I don't know if you've ever done this, Olivia. Have you ever been to a district court 
uh, arraignment before? Um, I'm not sure about that. One time in high school, they took us uh, on a field trip to an actual court. Actually, that's a really sad story. I was in the AP class, government class. And when we went to court, this is a true story. One of the girls in my graduating class, her mother was actually, they didn't know, but she was actually on trial that day. So we, like, it was Hmm. very embarrassing because that girl's mother was on trial and our class field trip was watching her in front of the judge, like, pleading. It was the most heartbreaking thing I've ever seen. And the teacher was like, don't say anything to her when we get back. And we were like, we wouldn't do that anyways. But yeah, it was horrific. That, that was one, one, you always talk about public school indoctrinating us, but I think that had the opposite effect. Like, wow, this is, this is horrible. These are real people with real repercussions. So it sounds like like this was a while ago when you say she was pleading. Do you mean she pleaded guilty? Um, I, I think she might've, I honestly don't remember. I just remember, I think she was pleading with the judge to like mm. have mercy on her. I think it was like a victim. I think it might have been like a, a drug charge or something like yeah, that. It was like, a it was like nothing. Yeah. So um, what you can do is, the, and and it's interesting they actually took you to court because that's normally the government doesn't want you to see this this stuff, right? Like they don't, they don't publicize it. They don't put live streams online in a lot of places. It's something you have well, to go out of your way. Uh, take a day off from work and, and go and do this. But if you ever go to any court for an arraignment, which is a, basically where the person is asked to put in a plea, you can plead not guilty or you can go with guilty. And there's like no low contender. Uh, and then there's what I usually do, which is I don't take I don't plea either way. Yeah. I let them schedule a trial. I don't want to participate in their system as, as little as possible. I, I, like, I like to say... Um I wish not to plea, and I wish the court not plea in my behalf. Mm. Because they like they to put a guilty plea anyway. or not guilty plea. And no, they only put in not guilty. They, they can't put no, in a guilty they, plea for they you. They can't even put not guilty if you say that. So oh, really? It just, yeah, they'll just say, okay, we'll just take it as a trial. Oh. They don't, there's no I, pleading. You don't have to plea. You don't have to say I anything. To say, Sorry, go ahead. I wanted, to, I wanted to say one other thing about this, because <laughs> those were all really great points. I didn't even think about uh, what Joa just had, had said about a few other things, but... Um, I wanted to make the point that what's what's the point of you have a right to a trial by jury in the the Bill of Rights or whatever if they can just coerce you out of it? Like, what's the point then? Then it's just good point. It's just yeah. mocking you on paper, really. They're just mocking you. Yep. And and thank you, Olivia, for the call tonight. What I wanted to say about arraignments is, if you've never been to one, go. Yeah. And sit there and watch what happens. Sit there for an hour and watch as person after person goes up in front of the man in the robe and takes a plea deal. Or go to freekeen.com and you can see like. I think my arraignment's up there, right? Or I don't know. Uh, sure. I know what trial is. But, yeah, um, that, I think it's up there. Yeah. Um, if not, it needs to be. Uh, there's more coming up here in moments. There's been so many trials recently. I, know, I yeah. lose track. Uh, more coming up here in moments. It is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Phones are open here. You can join us at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here in the studio tonight, it's Ian and Joa. We weren't talking about plea deals until Olivia called in. She brought them up, and it's uh, it's an interesting topic. It's one that a lot of people probably don't know anything about, and I, I'm glad, right? Like, if you've never had to deal with uh, the, in- the intimidation of a prosecutor yeah. and a police department and the whole court system coming down on you. And the, it's not a fun thing to go through. And I understand why people take the deal. And that's yeah. what we're saying to Olivia. Go and watch 
an arraignment. Any old arraignment, any old district court, anywhere in America, it's going to be the same, same story where there's a hundred people in the room. I mean, maybe smaller districts, maybe not as many, but you know, dozens to you know, a hundred of people, people just sitting in there. All of them, almost all of them, are there for victimless crimes with marijuana or alcohol or whatever, where no one has Filming been harmed. Yeah, <laughs> and. That's the purpose of the arraignment is to basically shake a plea deal out of somebody. It's the first time they've talked to a prosecutor. The prosecutors go around and they 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 you know they talk to everybody that's there prior to at least that's how it happens here in in New Hampshire. They talk to everybody that's in the room prior to the judge coming in the room and they try to secure a deal. Yeah, and then yeah. the judge comes in and then they they just roll through the entire crowd of people and it and it's ninety nine percent. Over ninety nine percent of them will take take whatever they're yeah. they're offered. The first and offer. The reality is, is like if if we were just convince everyone one day, just one day, in the court to not take the deal. Yeah, and they all just wanted to fight it. They couldn't schedule all of them. No, they and just you, one day. You wouldn't even need everyone, Joe. I mean, if you could get ten or twenty percent, right. you'd choke the system. Yeah. Uh, 10% would be hard for them to handle. The plea deals is how they're getting away with it and raping the public. Yeah. That's just, this is what they're doing. They, sure. They make it so convoluted and it's so hard to fight some charges. Like there's no, you know, the reason why they keep getting away when they can, you know, bring you to trial and even find find you guilty is because these laws have case law that are terrible, like Terry versus Ohio. Mm -hmm. And, uh, by the way, that's, that's delete laws, favorite Terry versus Ohio. He wants it gone. And I, I agree. Like, you know, there are fourth amendments completely eroded because sure. of that. And th- they use this excuse on just about everything and there's no way to fight it. It's nothing. So the, uh, whenever you're there watching an arraignment, always imagine the cash register sound effect going off oh, in yeah. your, in your mind every time somebody takes a plea deal. Yeah. Cause it always, you know, the, on these little cases, they're usually pleading out for no time, right? There's no jail time involved. That's how they get them to take the plea. Yeah. yeah. But there's always a fine. It, it's funny. Cause when I go do audits and stuff and I go to police stations or even like government buildings and I like almost always when you first walk into these, these buildings, ATM front and center. Why is there ATMs in every government building? That's interesting. Guys, yeah. You, I want you guys to go to your local police station and spot the ATM for me. And you okay? know they're getting a cut of that too. Oh, probably. Yeah. They're renting space to have yeah. that there. That's yeah. that's enough of a cut. So, there. I mean, just if you think about it, there's probably, even in a small court system like Keene, New Hampshire, you know, a little, little city of uh, 23,000 in a county of 76 or 80,000 people, even in a relatively small place, they're probably rolling in, you know, ten, twenty thousand dollars a day, um, in you know, th- at least several thousand dollars a day in fines. Now, not everybody can pay at once, right? Right. So then they well, ra- yeah, then they interest. rake in even more. And what is the interest rates on that? It's something ridiculously high, like twenty five percent or something. Yeah, there's crazy. some sort of crazy yeah. fee on yeah. that, and then there's the the fee on the fee. So you have to pay a fee yep. on every, oh, like geez. even if you pay yep. on the day of. And you know this because you're about ready to go and, and pay something tomorrow. Yes, I don't know if you guys can see uh, us on the camera, but uh, <laughs> it's got dollar bills. It's all uh, stamped with the the Bitcoin there. Yeah, so th- there's a certain fine that you get. So if you get a speeding ticket for a hundred dollars. Yeah, there's then a twenty four a twenty four dollar or twenty four percent penalty assessment is what they call it yeah. up here. Yeah. But the thing is, Joe, in some states we got it good here in new hampshire by comparison to other states in other states like in florida 
if you want to take something to trial, they charge you a court fee for that. Yes. So, like here, if you go to trial, they don't hit you with an extra fee you, for going to trial. Do you know how I thought that? I never paid the court fees in Rhode really? Island. And the reason why, and they're like, uh, it, you know what? We're going to find you not guilty, but, you know, we have a we have a court fee, whatever, this uh, much. And I'm uh, like, uh, uh, I'm like, uh, no. like, no, I didn't. I don't want to pay a court fee. He's like, why not? I was like, I didn't ask to be here. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? You didn't want to use our services? What? No, I want these services gone. Yeah. Let's get rid of these things because I'm winning. I'm, I'm actually, I'm uh, 15 and 0 in Rhode Island. 15 and 0? 15 and 0. Damn. I, I mean, if you want to count community service, which then I did like, you know, not the average, uh, not the norm sort of community service. Mm-hmm. Um, I did drawings once. Okay. For the uh, Parks and Recreation Department to pay off like nine hundred dollars worth of tickets. <laughs> and, wow! And I was like, I'll do some drawings. Now, how do you call that a win? I mean, if you're because doing community service, like, yeah, but it was kind of fun. You found, and, you got found guilty. Well, technically, yeah, yeah, That's but not a I, win. it's a win because they didn't get my money, and I okay. only had to provide, uh, you know, a service that I'm really skilled at, and I drew some wild plants, and you know what? It, I'm educating people in the future because they frame these things and they're on the wall, the park and recreation. I guess you can call, you know, you can that's a win de- in my book. Okay, well, yeah, you can define it however you yeah. want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can also say you can also argue that even a quote unquote win where you get found not guilty is still a loss because you've lost your time. You don't ever get that back. No, you've lost, you're right. You've lost all the th- wasted time. You could have done other things. You could have done other productive things with your precious life. But no, instead, you had to get up early, go to the courthouse, go through security, get manhandled, yeah. then go and wait in the courtroom through whatever damn other trials and hearings there are, and then they give you the sham trial but you know, that you have the, to go the, through. The win, the win, though, is I stood up for myself. Yep, there is uh, I preserved my integrity, and they didn't take anything from me. That's true. I voluntarily chose everything that happened there, and uh, that's why I look at it as a win. That's a good way to look at it, look at things, and that is ultimately a, a positive you know, framing things in your mind um, in a positive light is so important, yeah. especially when the state is coming at you with its violence, because it's so easy to get bogged down in despair yep. and frustration and anger. And if you can avoid those things, then it helps you kind of keep your head up. And uh, I think a lot of people that take the plea deal, they are bogged down in that despair or- and their f- and fear. And if you've already taken a plea, you're very likely to take another plea. Sure. Because now you're on like probation or all these other things that are happening. Oh, yeah. You have a track record. You've been found you know, guilty uh, in the system. So therefore, uh, I can't fight it. I can't fight this anymore. Uh, so you're, you're stuck. Once you take one plea, you're done. Like, you know, good luck trying to fight in the future. Yeah, there's, that's definitely true. And a lot of people don't understand that. They don't understand that by taking the plea, it makes life harder yep. in the future. It, makes it, it seems to make things easier in the moment because you're getting yes. out from underneath all the pressure. You don't have to go to trial. Well, uh, we, you, we live in a nanny state. Yeah. So like people just want things handed to them. They don't want to put the effort in to try to fight these things. They just, they're just going to take the easy road. And the reality is it's easy right there and then to say it. But yep. later down the line, it's probably not so easy. You get pulled over again. You, now you're going to go to jail. Like, it, it's just crazy. Coming up, George W. Bush. We haven't talked about him in a long time. But he is back uh, at some sort of, I guess, an institute named after himself, the George <laughs> W. Bush oh Institute. God. And he said something on stage the other night that has been getting passed around a lot in social media. And Hilarious. we got to play it. Yeah, uh, It's short, and it is sweet. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Insight Daily Radio. 
Conversations with today's most interesting artists and creators. Author, humorist, and radio personality Garrison Keillor has been a fixture in popular culture since the 1970s with more than 30 best-selling books and his Prairie Home Companion radio program. And he has a new book entitled Boomtown, a Lake Wobegon novel. We caught up with Garrison to chat about his new book and the creative journey that continues to bring Lake Wobegon to life. When I started writing a novel and I cobbled together some Lake Wobegon stories called Lake Wobegon Days that came out in 1985, it was quite successful thanks to the radio show. And so that that, uh, armored me to keep on trying. That's author and humorist Garrison Keillor, whose new book, Boomtown, a Lake Wobegon novel, has just been released and is now available wherever books are sold. See Garrison Keillor live on stage May 2nd at Red Rocks Amphitheater. Keillor will be joined by iconic artists including country music star Brad Paisley, soprano Ellie Dean, Elvin Bishop's Big Fun Trio, vocalist Heather Massey, and many more. Enjoy a live show filled with Lake Wobegon stories, humor, music, and audience sing-alongs. Red Rocks Amphitheater, May 2nd. Reserve your seat today. Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, we've got Ian and Joa. Phones are open. You can bring up anything you want to discuss. Coming up, the, uh, the clip that a lot of people are talking about, and they should be, uh, with George W. Bush admitting the truth on accident. It was a Freudian slip. Freudian slip. slip. Yeah. Probably yeah. one of the most epic Freudian slips in the last two decades. Yeah, I didn't think he was done with his, uh, his uh, what do you call him, gaffes? His bumbles, yeah. Yeah, and this was the worst. <laughs> we'll get it, we'll get it. Well, I got the, the clip pulled up here, but first we're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts. You can bring up whatever's on your mind here with Ian and Joa. It is Free Talk Live. To the phones, to the phone, Sarah in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Sarah. Oh, yes. Um, so, in our state, we could buy hot prepare foods at the supermarkets with our EBT cards now. Until, oh, was that a thing like, you, you, could, you couldn't do before as a welfare recipient, was buy uh, prepared foods? Well, the thing is, it has to be cold because mm-hmm. they felt that hot food was like a luxury item. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a, no, that EBT, you cannot use that at the restaurant. But I still could, like, buy sushis. That was uh, tuna and sushis. You could buy it because it was cold. But uh, they had these enchiladas and um, that were hot, like um, hot food. But yeah. you know, but you were not allowed to buy that. Wait, you're but, saying sushi is is not prepared food? Is that because it's cold? No, you, you can't. No, can buy it with an EBT. I was just amazed. Oh. So that yeah, they allow it's like a fifteen dollar sushi. You could buy that with EBT as long as it's cold. And so does the T-bow, twenty four ounce T-bow. As long as it's cold, you can buy it. But they always limited the hot food. And the reason what they're doing, the all the reason they're doing this because uh, all the people that lost their, their homes were burnt uh, from the biggest fire that we had. 
So now they have to, you know, now they're homeless. Now they have to be on EBT. They lost their homes. Now they're in a, so this is their way of, they don't have any place to cook to get any food. So everyone so, now, so because some people have lost their homes, now everyone on EBT can go and buy prepared foods with welfare money. That's correct. That's what it sounds like. It did not say that it was only for them, but I guess there was a couple so of So you've tested of this? You've, you've gone to the grocery store and you've, you've bought hot food? No, I, I, I never have, but I wanted to try it. What kind of money really do you get good... on EBT, Sarah? I mean, you are a welfare expert. You are on all sorts of welfare. Uh, so you know a lot. You're a, con- a self-declared uh, co- communist. So what do you get on EBT? You know, how many how many hundreds of dollars or thousands well, of dollars per month? Well, I used to get about I was supposed to get a hundred three. That since I with that COVID mm-hmm. shutdown, they wanted me to by giving me another two hundred twenty dollars plus what I get for the hundred, I get about three hundred fifty a month in our state. Wow. Um that's supposed to help me stay at home. And this now comes from the that, federal. This comes from the federal government or the state of New Mexico. I I, I don't know how they do it. She doesn't even know I, I where the money's exactly. coming from. Right. I think it's uh, the states, but then it's uh, it it's uh, the federal government probably gives them. The states some. administer the program. Yeah, and, and the a lot, feds give the money. Believe think? it or not, I believe I'm not 100 percent sure on this, but I believe mm-hmm. a lot of the food stamps is uh, privately funded as well, mm. so that you know people what? people supposedly care. I'm not. Is that true? I don't believe that. I believe that there's. Why would you give? Why would a private um, person give money to the government? Because people care. Well, no, people care. Why would you give money to the local food bank? I mean, if you've got, of course, if you've got money to give, give to you know the food bank, the Salvation Army. I know. I know. I'm not. Yeah. But you know, maybe maybe come from the. mm -hmm. I was gonna say, can you? You can't buy like uh, menthol cigarettes with EBT cards, can you? (laughs) No, that's not allowed. No, that's oh, not, not they allowed. They have ways, and, though, uh, don't they, Sarah? No, I see. Don't they have ways around well, that? Huh? Well, I mean, you know what the ways of, around it is? A lot of people will sell their EBT. Like, they would buy, like, $100 of groceries right. back. What What's wrong with that? I mean, people... Well, a lot of people do that, and they go buy pot or drink or whatever they do with it. Well, that's probably know, not and, a good uh, idea. But that's how people get around yeah. it. They resell yeah. the food that they get at a discount, and they turn the EBT into cash. I right? like to think maybe they're a little bit capitalist, and they bought a bunch of food, prepared it, and sold it on the street, maybe like without nah, a license. Most of these people are too lazy. You yeah, know, I by, guess so. By virtue of the fact that they're on uh, on welfare, it suggests that they're probably not entrepreneurs in the first place. That's a good point. Well, but you know what? You know what I like about this hot program? I wish they would keep it because. One of the hot meals that they have is not a luxury item. It's only going for the prepared meals or like five fifty. It's enough for like a meal. It's just that it's just hot. Maybe like a, a yeah. cold chicken would be about. It's not like a a big luxury it, item. It it's is a luxury, a Sarah, to have someone prepare food for you. That's that's the luxury. Oh, sushi especially. Like that. That's that's what they're saying. Is like you aren't putting any effort in. <laughs> You're just going and spending other people's money. To fill your belly, and you, everybody else is doing the work. You're just throwing. All you do at the end is you throw away the disposable dish. Like, spe- like when I say especially sushi, I know but it's I, not you know cooked or it's cold. For- Go ahead, sorry. Well, I mean, but the thing is, in the winter time, the hot meal it really does help because most of the sure. homeless people that get this food stamps, 
They don't have a kitchen. They don't have nobody. nobody yeah, that's what the, that's what the community kitchens are for. That's what food banks are for. That's what Salvation right. Army is for. Uh, Sarah, what were you going to say though, uh, Joey? Before she interrupted, oh, you? is that um, you know, when it comes to sushi, that's like the craziest way to prepare something. Like you, you have to, and I'm pretty it's sure a lot, a lot of the fish is coming from like the you know Pacific Japanese coast, and Some is, like yeah. this, this fish is you know. Uh, very hand selected, shipped across the world. They have oh, to do yeah. a flash freezing on it if it's a lower quality, and if they can keep it fresh. I don't know if they even sell that like in the market. It's going to be hard to find that stuff. It, it's this is like highly prepared. Oh yeah, food. Th- th- those guys are trained. I mean, it's yeah. serious training that goes into making sushi. Very delicate on the sashimi cuts. Right. Like this is no joke, oh, dude. You're making me hungry. We just I had know, su- I love we just sushi. had sushi last night actually. Oh, Tokyo Express. Last week I had it three days in a row. Thank you, Sarah, for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Uh, just it's it's interesting hearing the world of the welfare recipient. Right, uh, like this is her total existence this is what sarah does she calculates exactly what she's going to receive she knows the ins and outs she knows how to fill out all the forms that to her is work that's That's her job yeah yeah is going and filling Mm -hmm. out forms so she can continue to feed off of the productive class like standing in line that's that's fun she believes that's a job yeah. yeah and and she also believes that calling this show on a nightly basis is a job. That's what yeah. she does. Well, every time I every time I hear her call in, I, I kind of want a menthol cigarette after she calls Oh, just because she hates cigarettes <laughs> yes, so much? Yes. Can you even get those? Oh, they're going to get rid of them next year, right? If federally? You didn't hear about that? Oh, I did hear. But I didn't know it was actually going to go through. I think it is. I'm stocking up. Yeah, I don't know what the cutoff. <laughs> I don't remember what the cutoff date is, but I think it might be sometime in 2023. They're going to outlaw menthol cigarette sales i'm gonna do some research i'm gonna uh, look up uh what the natives are dealing with when it comes to that too oh you mean the indian tribes yeah yeah, yes. yeah. um i don't i would be surprised if it affects them so you may still be able to go on a reservation and get some yeah. some menthols that way so Aha, yeah, i can't stop it there's probably gonna be some ways around it of course you know the black market is gonna be oh, carrying uh, menthols now of course the question is will they be uh, you know the quality that you would get through yeah. the normal distribution chains, and, and the answer is probably no. They're probably going to be old, sitting in you know sitting around warehouses for months before they end up in people's hands. If they're not counterfeits, uh, counterfeits are, of course a real danger right. to the to the black market where you don't know what they're putting on those cigarettes yeah, yeah. coming from China or whatever. Yeah. Have you ever heard about like the fake Marlboro Reds or whatever that I people sell? No, on? no, I haven't heard of that. But yeah. I'm sure I'm sure that's a very common thing. They haven't like changed that packaging. In- in years, right. so yeah, they're not hard to uh, to rip off. Basically, if you want to join us here, you can. We got the George W. Bush huge Freudian slip coming up here in uh, a little bit regarding. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't even say what. No, regarding. no, no. But if you can think of what George W. Bush is known for, then you can probably guess. Yeah. Uh, there's more coming up here. We'll share that with you on the way. It's 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. McDonald's closing down all 847 stores in Russia permanently. Uh, that's on the way. Plus, you can share your thoughts. Take control of the airwaves on Free Talk Live. Talk Live. Phones are open. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We just had Sarah on the line calling in about her welfare payments and uh, EBT. 
And you're going to see a lot more people getting on welfare, I suspect, as yeah. the price of food continues to go up. Basically, you're going to have a situation where the government, through its inflation of constantly inflating the money supply, is going to keep uh, whittling away at people's living standards. It's going to become more and more costly to have the same standard of living over time. And, of course, wages will not keep up, which is the way things are basically designed. Yeah, especially with gas and diesel going up. Yep. And so that's going to encourage more people to get on welfare, which means they're going to be more reliant on the government and creating a whole larger class of people just like Sarah, who exist essentially at the uh, the pleasure of the state. Yeah. And that's a really sad situation. We're going to continue, though, with your calls and thoughts. Jessica is on the line in Missouri. You're on with Ian and Joe. Go ahead, Jessica. Yeah, I wanted to know if you knew the answer to this question. The... um. The United States government has never resided within the framework of their constitution. So why did they bother to write it in the first place? It's for show. You know, I think they maybe some of those men had good intentions. But of course, as you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I, I, think, just, I, I think originally it was just a slap in the face to the, the British monarch. And so, mm. you know, it was just kind of like, ah, ha, ha, we have our own system now. And here's the wonderful freedoms that we want to promote. But in reality, this is that, you know, one sheet of paper, I mean, it doesn't matter how many sheets of paper, how much uh, a few men want to write on a piece of paper. It's never going to blanket what our, uh, how our society should be run. It's, you know, it's the natural laws of things that's going to do it. But Well, and that means might makes right. And these these men are essentially using violence. Men right. and women of right. government are using violence and the threat of violence to achieve their 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 ends. Yep. And they point to the Constitution as a, essentially a cover. It's a window yeah. dressing to distract people from the fact that this is just a system based on violence. And then, and also when people use uh, the Constitution as their defense, I, I say to them that is just a thin lead shield. Mm. It's not going to do anything for you. Also, um, I have one more question. Sure. Um, what is recession? Ooh, that's an excellent question. There's actually been a lot of talk recently about the U.S. going towards another recession. Uh, the actual definition of that would be a reduction in economic activity, I think, right? It's, that's basically what it is here. Yeah, recession, according to Investopedia, a significant decline in activity across the economy lasting longer than a few months. Does that answer the question? Uh, kind of, but I mean, you know, the only the money's not going to be. It's probably not worth anything now. So I mean, uh, well, the I money guess. is still worth something because people still believe in it. You, ha- we haven't hit hyperinflation yet, to where we know they're printing a lot, but they're printing they're printing more than they have in the last forty years, according to their own numbers, and we know they're lying. We know their numbers are not honest. Yeah. So we can presume the actual inflation numbers are higher. How much higher? It's really hard to know. Uh, but people do know when they go to the grocery store, they're not getting what they used to, and they right. know when the uh, the landlord raises the rent thirty percent in a year that something is definitely amiss. Or if you can burn your dollars to stay warm, and that's <laughs> cheaper than the propane. Then there's a problem. Yeah. Well, it hasn't gotten to that point yet. But when people stop believing in the money, then uh, that's another big factor. Right. right. That's why they're uh, scared of crypto. But that's just the state is. Yeah, yeah state for is. sure. Jessica. 
Okay, well, thanks. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. Yeah, recession. Uh, There's a lot of talk about it. I actually had a story pulled up tonight. Uh, So-called experts, according to the Washington Post, are saying the U.S. may be barreling toward recession within the next year. Did you hear the story about the gas pumps that have been upgraded to have an additional digit? You mean like to the thousands or tens of thousands? To the tens, meaning that a lot of gas pumps, apparently. I don't know how many are like this. But some gas pumps only went up to nine dollars and ninety nine cents, right? Point nine, right? So three, three, uh, three digits past the, uh, oh, the decimal point, and then okay. only one digit on the dollar side of the decimal point. So now they're adding a second digit. So now gas pumps can go to above ten dollars. That's a, that says something. Oh, I to see you, what right? you're saying on the like on the oh on the like the. Gallon on the price. dollar side. Oh, I thought you meant like when people are ringing it up. You know, like, no, the pump. Yeah, I when know you're, when you're pumping. Oh, I see what you're saying. I yeah. yeah, yeah so I the price per gallon price. is that's adding yeah. a digit. But is that is that correct or is it you know because truckers they'll fill up over a thousand dollars. Yeah, no, you're right about. But that. But what is it going to be like ten thousand dollars? I don't. I, yeah, I mean, showing the price. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So they're. Uh, I don't know how many pumps are doing this, but it's in the news. That's oh, happening. Geez. So some so some gas company figured it was worth it. To do it now, yeah. to go out and even though, you know, it's $5 a gallon in some places or whatever, $4.50, California, of course, is up to 6 or 7 yeah. uh, depending on where you're at. Makes sense, right? Like, yeah. they they figure there's a good chance they're going to need that extra digit. I, I think they're uh, mistaken because they're getting rid of the penny, and then next thing they know, they're going to get rid of change. And then, mm. then you have those digits. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> We saw that story, um, and I don't know if we really got into it. They are going to get rid of the penny. I thought that was like, it was hard to believe that they, that actually came out. That news is is real. Yeah. And that's going to be a very interesting change coming. I think, again, that's another one that's coming in 2023. So, uh, since you brought it up, I mean, we can talk about the, the recession. According to the Washington Post, the U.S. economy could be heading for a recession in the next year, according to growing warnings from banks and economists, as a sudden bout of pessimism hammers financial markets, which on Thursday spiraled further from recent highs. Although major swaths of the economy, including the job market and consumer spending, remain robust, there are mounting worries that rising borrowing costs for consumers and businesses after years of near-zero interest rates could cause a sudden retrenchment. The Federal Reserve has raised interest rates by 0.75 percentage points so far this year, which they were at zero before. Uh, While officials are signaling more aggressive increases could be necessary to cool the economy. Continued uncertainty from the coronavirus and uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine are adding to the uneasiness. And they go on, they talk about uh, the stock market has been taking big hits apparently recently. And uh, even crypto is down quite a bit in the last few months. Now, crypto, I think, will make a comeback. Yeah, it's on sale right now. That's all. Yeah. Uh, The concerns come amid a smattering of data that points to economic cooling, particularly in interest rate sensitive uh, sectors that are already feeling the brunt of the Fed's promise to keep tightening monetary conditions. New home construction slowed in April, and mortgage demand continues to decline. You're going to see the housing market crash then. A lot of people are predicting that too. Lumber. I thought the lumber costs were going to do that, but that's just, uh, you know, the new housing. The, the new houses are on a decline, but I can mm-hmm. see, you know, just older houses that need repair, that, and if there's any mortgages on them, the these people are going to be homeless. They're going to be, uh, they're not going to be able to do it. They can't re- 
repair their current home. They can't pay the mortgage. They're out. They're, you're going to see a huge, huge uh, shift in uh, in society just because people are going to have to move. There's going to be a lot of moving. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see if the the real estate crash comes. I know a lot of people have been predicting that. We are seeing insane housing prices yeah. right now. There's been a crazy rush mm-hmm. uh, to buy houses. If you put a house on the market here in New Hampshire, it's gone in like five days. Oh, yeah. that, that's one thing. Like I've been waiting for the market to crash and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And uh, But like here in New Hampshire, it's not slowing down. It's not no, it coming to that T because people want to be here. People want freedom. And that's... That's the drive of why people are coming here. That's why houses are picked up right away. A lot of people are uh, seeing crazy housing markets all around the country. It's yeah. not necessarily... I mean, I hope that people are moving to New Hampshire because yeah. they want freedom. Well, I mean, look at look at Florida. Look at Texas right now. People Florida's are crazy moving too. to these places yeah. just because it's more freedom and less taxes and that sort of thing. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. I mean, as, as critical as I am of Florida, it is definitely... There's no income tax there. Right. So there, you do have some benefits. And as long as uh, you go in fishing, you can open carry everywhere. Yeah. If you're a conservative, <laughs> uh, you ought to be in Florida. If you're a conservative, you ought to look at Texas and Florida. Those are two big places for conservative types to move. If you're a liberal, you got to get out to the West Coast uh, yep. or Massachusetts or whatever. Just make sure you have uh, your pocket fisherman with your AR-15, okay? New York, uh, New York State, great place for, for total liberal types. If you're a libertarian, you, there's nowhere else to look. you got to go to New New Hampshire. I mean, there's just there's that's best gun laws in the world. It's the libertarian homeland. Yep. You know that's that's just a fact. Uh, you can go to the Free State Project's website to learn more about them. Check out the 101 Reasons to Move to New Hampshire at 101ReasonsFilm.com. We got more coming up here, including I promised George Bush. Yes, you did. So we got to get to that clip. It's short. Hey, and fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> fool me twice, shame on you again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you get a little hair <laughs> from him in this, in this clip coming up here as well. Hour number three is on the way. You can share your thoughts, take control of the airwaves, 603-283-6160. You can join us here at Ian and Joe on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the third hour here. Phones are open if you want to join us at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Coming up, we'll give you a little bit of good news from one of the court trials here in New Hampshire. In the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Joa. Also, we got the clip of George W. Bush just with one of the worst Freudian slips, one of the most revealing in the last two decades that's on the way here uh but we were just talking about the inflation and housing market joey your prediction is that the housing market is going to crash i do yeah this this crazy these crazy prices the insane competition out there right now you you put a house on the market in new hampshire and it's going to sell in five days and you'll probably have a bidding war you'll probably have more than one person bidding the price up people love freedom and they want to be here. I hope that that's true. We definitely have seen record numbers of people coming here as part of the Free State Project. We got the the Porcupine Freedom Festival coming up in basically a, one month from now, uh, basically, and it's going to be an amazing event. The second time they've sold the event out in the history of the event, it's the 19th annual Porcupine Freedom Festival at the largest campground, in New Hampshire. Yeah, that doesn't get any bigger than Rogers that's Campground. Right. Uh, you can go to uh, ForkFest.party. That's the thing that comes up the week after yes. the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Because, again, ForkFest is sold out. So 
unless you can get a ticket on the secondary market, which is possible, and I don't yeah. know what they're going for, you won't be able to get in. Uh, the campground itself is completely sold out. It's going to be a crazy Porcupine Freedom Festival. My, my opinion, the uh, Fork Fest is where to be. Well, it's a different. It's a different vibe. You yeah, know? it's a. It's a Pork Fest is maxed out. There's a ton of people there. You're going to meet a lot of people. Uh, you're going to be constantly busy. Fork Fest, a lot more laid back. Nowhere oh, near yeah, as that's many. What I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, nowhere near as many people. It's a lot more chilled. Uh, if you go to ForkFest.Party, you can learn more about the event. This year, it's happening June 27th through July 3rd. Again, that's the week after the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's June 27th through July 3rd. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire around, we don't know how many other uh, freedom-loving people. There are no tickets for ForkFest, so we have, we have no idea how many people I, will be attending. I really uh, like to thank Tim Poole for uh, shouting out porcupine freedom fest and oh did he good yeah good. He, that's when he had uh well luke was on the show right luke oh yeah from that's we right Are yeah but then you had going right then you had alex jones i don't really like him but you know and uh he's he, he rumored to go to pork fest but you know he's uh, not gonna go to pork fest uh, yeah well i don't think he's be very welcomed i mean no one likes his opinion he's mind. gonna he'd want to get paid to go to pork fest oh that might be true yeah. but then joe rogan said he was gonna go no he did go watch the show I don't Joe Rogan it. said he was going to go. Talk is cheap. Well, I, that's the rumor that's been spread. Yeah, we'll see about and that. And I, I heard it on the air, so. I would think that if Joe Rogan were going to Porkfest, there would be some kind of publicity surrounding that, and I haven't heard anything. Uh, well, it was on Tim Pool. Yeah, we'll got see. That show got millions of views. We'll so. see. A lot of people say things, and then they you know go back on what they say. But I don't know. I don't know a lot about Joe Rogan. I don't know how much of a man of a word uh, of his word that he is. Yeah. So I, I, can't, I can't speak to it. Uh, but go to ForkFest.Party. You can learn more there. Let's get into the clip here. I've, I've teased it enough. Here's George Bush. He's speaking at apparently his own institute. He's on a he's at a podium that says George W. Bush Institute. It's got an image of the flag. Looks like the flag is laid out as like a book almost. It looks like the pages My little goat. of a book. So I don't know if he's like trying to help kids read or something like that. I, I have no idea what the George W. Bush Institute is. But it doesn't matter because it, what's, what he says... The result is, is an absence of checks and balances in Russia and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. <laughs> Iraq, too. Anyway. Uh, and the sick crowd laughs about it. Yeah. Yeah, they know. 75. Uh, what is it, 75. I believe he's referencing his age. Here's because he was in his fifties when he was pre- the president, right, right. so he would be probably around seventy five. Right wow! Now. So he's he's blowing it off like oh, hey, hey, I'm a seventy five. <laughs> but yeah. we all heard what you said there, George. Yeah, no, it, it was it would, it seemed Freudian at first, and mm-hmm. then he goes back and says Iraq again after he says Ukraine. So it's like what? Oh, Why would clear. you say Iraq again, bro? Like <laughs> he's going. It's it's go, He realized what he said, and he's just kind of like trying to blow it off and yeah. move, move past yeah, it. Of course. Instead, he focuses on it. And, maybe that's his subconscious coming out. Yeah, it clearly is. Clearly, maybe he actually does have a consciousness somewhere in there. I don't yeah. know. Uh, but so we're talking about the inflation situation. Of course, you want to comment. You're welcome to join us at six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. The potential for a recession. Now, the so-called experts are weighing in and saying that it's looking more and more likely. According to the story at the Washington Post, they say here even if the United States staves off a recession in the short term, some economists say the sheer pace of inflation, uh, which we're seeing 
near record levels of inflation, certainly the highest levels in roughly 40 years. In my lifetime. According to the government's own numbers, which, as you know, are not honest. And the persistent supply and demand imbalances caused by the pandemic and the policy responses to it could snowball into an even more severe crisis down the line. Jason Furman is an economics professor who served as an advisor during Obama's administration, says, quote, consumers are spending like crazy. Businesses are going to need to rebuild their inventories and a lot of workers are still flowing back into the labor market. I still see hiring signs all over the place. Yeah. Well, that's that's what great that's what great about New Hampshire. And that's probably another reason why people like to move here. There's jobs here. There's a ton of them. Yeah. Better anywhere else in the country, I think, right? One of the lowest rates of uh, unemployment as well. Yeah. yeah. I believe it actually just dropped again, the See, unemployment it, number. When we're talking about the housing here, uh, is that, and why people want to buy the houses here. Uh, well, they're not coming here to pay property tax. Okay? They're here for the freedom. Yeah, the property tax here sucks. It's the worst. It's the only tax there is. Well, I mean, little little taxes There's some here business there. taxes, I think. Yeah, prepared food taxes. And yeah, stuff there's like that, that too, but, which they lowered recently. Yes, they did. Yeah, that's great. So, uh, more here. He says that all of this makes me worry about one or two or three years from now because it might mean the Fed needs to raise rates even more, and it might mean you create an even bigger recession later, he said. Zandi from Moody said rising gas and commodity prices from pandemic-related supply chain snarls and the conflict in Ukraine have added to the specter of an economic downturn. He says that the odds of a U.S. recession in the next 24 months... He puts it about 50%. Quote, we're traveling very close to the edge. The housing market is the next thing that's going to roll over. Yeah. And the question is just how hard. Mm. New home construction fell in April, led by a slowdown in single-family homes. Building permits, which offer a glimpse into future construction, also declined, according to data released by the Census Bureau and the Housing and Urban Development Department. Quote, home builder sentiment fell to the lowest level in two years in May, said an economist, saying further that builders are seeing less foot traffic and expect sales to be softer as we enter the busy home buying season. The softening is already rippling through the economy. Major mortgage lenders across the country, including Wells Fargo uh, and Better.com, have laid off thousands in recent weeks as a result of dwindling demand for home loans and refinancing. That's a bad sign. They're That's literally cutting their you know there's a bloodletting going on in the mortgage business right. people are losing their jobs mortgage lender in alexandria virginia kevin rector said there's a discernible skittishness among potential home buyers refinances began tumbling late last year around the time the fed began single signaling upcoming rate increases because again whenever the fed increases the rates that means that the prices of loans goes up so it will be more expensive to get things like home loans sure. now. Well, people's I, wages are not going up, so nope. they're not going to be afford. I mean, they've gone up, but not they don't keep up with inflation. Well, a lot of, a lot of people are just scraping by to pay that mortgage. And now, right. you know, inflation and all, you know, wage not going up to the inflation, you're not going to afford that mortgage. In, in the month since, a combination of rising mortgage rates now at 5.3% for a fixed rate mortgage, nearly double 2021's rates... And sky-high home prices have begun deterring buyers. He says at least three clients have gotten cold feet and pulled out of ratified contracts in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's a bad sign. And, and you look at um, uh, campgrounds. Have you heard of... Yeah. Like, not just Rogers. Not, that's that's an anomaly because Pork Festin is very popular. What about... But just campgrounds in general... 
all across the country is sold out. Really? Yeah. Just because people are looking for a cheap place to live? That's right. Is that the idea? Yep. Yep. They're cutting down so that they can just retire without having to pay large mortgages. The number here is 603-283-6160. Yeah, it's true. A lot of people, they will buy an RV or an Airstreamer or whatever, and they'll just drive around and stay at campgrounds yep. instead of uh, buying a big house. There's more coming up, and you can join us. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can join the show. Just dial in at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. By the way, Free Talk Live is brought to you by Bitcoin.com. If you're ready to start learning about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, get on over to Bitcoin.com. Click Get Started at the top of the page. And you can spend some time looking at some introductory videos. Get the basics down before you decide to jump in and maybe make a purchase. Uh, Cryptocurrency prices have been down quite a bit in the last several uh, months. And it might be a good time to get in. It's on sale. Well, yeah, we don't know what the price is going to do tomorrow. Yeah, we do. It's going to go up. No, I'm not going (laughs) to. I don't think you should make predictions like that. No, no, I know. Uh, Well, I'm going to start a trend. It's going up, guys. Everyone everyone invest. We have no idea uh, what the price will do. It could go down. It could go up. But uh, it's certainly down from where it was. Yeah. So it might be a good time. Go to Bitcoin.com. Click Get Started at the top of the page. And you can uh, start learning about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. We go to your phone calls and thoughts. And then since we're talking about the economy, the new government spokes bureaucrat. The, remember the last one was the redhead Jen Psaki? Now there's a new one. Nothing. And I don't know what her name is offhand. But uh, she's now taken over this role. And she was questioned about uh, inflation the other day. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, I did see her. She's a new spokesperson. Now. Yes. The oh, new okay, government okay. spokes bureaucrat. Uh, we'll get into that clip here because it's just, oh, man. It's it is bad. just so bad. I heard. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, and first, though, Major Payne is on the line in Michigan. Major, go ahead. Yeah, the last spokesperson ran to CNN with her tail between her legs. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, being as it's rumored that I may or may not be the younger brother of Methuselah, of course I have uh, police abuse stories of my own, I can tell you. Okay. But uh, this cop that needs three double stack stack clips to kill an unarmed man, I mean, that's just, that, that's crazy bad. You're talking about the situation we discussed earlier tonight out of Youngstown, Ohio. Joa, you brought this to our attention. Yes. Uh, where yeah. a, a man was shot 28 times by at least was it more than one officer that that uh, that shot this man? It, or was it, it may have. I don't. Not really sure. Actually, um, yeah, we don't know all the details in the case, but there is some video that has come out, and it's very damning. Uh, the delete laws, LAWZ delete laws channel, uh, does have the clips that are available on his channel right now for those. So, so did you already watch some of this? No, no, I haven't seen it, but three double stack clips is 39 rounds. Now, mm. there's more than one cop shooting at him, and they only hit him 20-some times. They all suck. You're right. That's Well, they don't, yeah. they don't really particularly are well-trained in any sort of field. They only have six months training. Um, and, you know, they'll just, they'll just spray those bullets and, you know, Hope for the best. Yeah. I linked to one of the videos, uh, social.freetalklive.com. If you follow the Free Talk Live profile, it's at FTL there. Uh, I did link to one of the videos that shows 
not only some of the shooting, it's sort of like an overview, it seems like, at least some of the more recent clips that have come out. Uh, it's an overview, shows the, sh- the, the shooting portion, it shows the part where the cop goes and gets the shield after the shooting, after the guy is like <laughs> lying in a pool of his blood with 28 shots in his body. Shield the- and also probably the burner gun. Yeah, then the cop goes and gets the shield, which conveniently covers up the camera. So you can't see what he does with his arm when he, th- what looks like, throws something into the car. Uh, yeah, it's the, very the suspicious. Dump, dump gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, but uh, two, three years ago, I got pulled over by the troopers. I was doing about five miles and over when I went from uh, 55 to a 65 zone. So this trooper decided he was going to whip around and uh, hoorah me. Well... I had had a couple, three, four shots. I was leaving a place that I was going to stay, but I had been uh, an attempted assault, so I decided it was better to leave. Okay. And I caught all three lights going out of town, so I was going a little more lickety split than I should have been. So, yeah, he got up on And you me. said you had five or six well, shots in you? Well, uh, probably four anyway. It's pretty drunk but, then. Uh, okay, go ahead. Um, anyway, the camera footage, I mean, he, he had to chase me for two miles and I was driving straight as an arrow, hmm. but he pulled me over. And, uh, by the time that, uh, he ended up breaking my rib and leaving me in a puddle of my own blood on the side of the road, there was, uh, eight or 10 of his cohorts there. Well, the ambulance driver that showed up to get me, was a buddy of mine that I'd done work for on his house and whatnot. And I was like, Mike, you know, I didn't deserve this. And I'm sitting there with a foot-wide pool of blood between my legs Damn. with my hands behind my back, you know. This cop was about six foot two to six foot four, probably a Viking. I'm pretty good at looking at dogs and judging their mutt lineage. Uh-huh. I'm the same with humans. But, uh, yeah, and he waited till I turned and had my arm up pointing because I had a hound dog in the truck, mm-hmm. and we were like 25 yards away from a business. I'm like, dude, can I take my truck and put it in the parking lot? You know, save my nope. dog, my truck, and going to jail. What you as should have done I is parked your truck arm. in the parking lot. Yeah, too late, right? Yeah. He wouldn't let you. No, as soon as I raised my arm to point at my truck, and he had a, he was driving one of them big Suburbans with the brush guard on it, mm-hmm. and I had my hands on the brush guard while the camera footage was above my rib cage. He short punched me in the bottom of my ribs, busted <sighs> two of them, dumped me right on my face, Broke my chin open and I ended up just sitting there bleeding, bleeding, and bleeding, and bleeding. See, yeah, and it's all just. And, and I come to find out that this cop's want was to go from northern Michigan down to Detroit where the action was. Yeah, right. Oh, sure. Same guy. He's the same guy that's going to dump three clips. Hey, Major, I, sure. was, I was already in cuffs and I got punched in the chest. And I was like. Dude, I, first time I got assaulted by the cops, I was 19. I, I, I got more fingers on, I, I need to be one of them six-fingered kitties to have them all on one hand. Do right. you think the cops are worse now than they were when you were 19 or about the same? I don't know. I, I never had good luck. Yeah, I grew up in Ypsilanti, and these guys used to wear sandbag gloves, right? Whoa. They had a want for it. And uh, I always had respect for the state cops till I moved up here. 
And I tell you what, I got no respect for them SOBs anymore. I heard you. All it takes is a few interactions before that stuff gets wiped away. Thanks for the call tonight, Major. I appreciate it. I'll say this over and over again. I have more appreciation. I don't really like law enforcement, but I have more appreciation for sheriffs over state police. They're, I think a lot of times they're bored. They Mm. put them in positions like uh, transport and that sort of thing. True. So when they have a chance to take on like an investigation or like they get... Oh, there's a conflict of interest. You can't call the state police and you call the sheriffs. Okay, we'll go and do it. And uh, they seemed like they were really quick. Seemed when, a little more mellow. You, th- you think? They, yeah, they seem very like more understanding. You know, cops mm. kind of like doesn't matter if you're the victim. They like really like are just abrasive, and they still they want to create more <sighs> victims in the world. <laughs> I, I want to believe you're right about this, but I've also seen. They get all crazy when they get the opportunity too, well, right? Look, I was arrested my birthday by sheriffs. Yeah, so yeah, yeah that's one example. There's another one. Uh, we were doing cop watch or cop block down in the college neighborhood, and one of the sheriff's deputies here in Cheshire County is like a real skinny guy like me, and you wouldn't expect him to be a uh, be a cop, but he is. And he's always been pretty cool, yeah. right? Like in interactions with him, he's been decent. He pulled me over once, just gave me a warning. Uh, again, normally they don't pull people over because they're usually right. serving papers or, or doing prisoner transport. And there was a situation where this guy completely flipped into like total crazed, violent cop Jeez. mode. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about it sure. coming up here in moments. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The number it's 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. If you are calling into the show for the first time, we have had a, a few new callers uh, tonight. Just keep in mind, we may not be able to actually get to your call until the next commercial break as far as call screening is concerned. So it, it can sometimes take 10 minutes before somebody's going to get on the line with you. Right. Because we have no staff. We are we are it. What you hear on the air is what you get uh, behind the scenes as well. So Ian and Joa in the studio. We're going to get into another clip. This is uh, the White House press secretary coming up in a little bit talking about inflation. But I said I was going to tell you about this sheriff because you were talking about how, Joa, that in your experience at least, the sheriff seemed to be a little more mellow compared to, say, yeah. the state police. Yeah, and thirsty. I'll give that to you. I'll, I'll give that to you. Uh, but I, but that said, they are still cops, and they are still prone to adrenaline rushes and you know getting into those situations that cops seem to love to get into yeah. unnecessarily. And there was one situation where uh, we were out in the college neighborhood just kind of observing what was going on, doing a little cop block or cop watch or whatever, and some drunk kid, because you know, cops love to, to prey on the, the weak, some kid was drunk. And the cops were doing the thing they do, which is trying to stop the student, the students from going from party to party. A lot of times they'll have a, a beer in their hand or something like that, or maybe they're going to like pee behind a bush or something. These are the kinds of quote-unquote crimes yeah. uh, that we're talking about that they're dealing with every weekend in Key. Throw away the key on those kids. Yeah, and it comes back around to what we were talking about before, where they hit them with a criminal charge. They get a plea deal from them, and they get their mommy and daddy to come in and cut a hundred, you know, a five hundred dollar check to the state to make it all go away. And well, so you mean expunging? But I no, doubt not it. expunging. Yeah, a guilty plea. This just puts them in the system forever. But yeah, I mean, they can expunge it a few years later, and they cut another two hundred dollar check. 
but it's all about the money. And but for the cops on the on the street, it's about chasing down college kids and you know arresting people and and yeah. getting the numbers higher. Anyway, this kid, he's drunk, drunk as hell, and I don't even remember what the issue was, but it was one of those non-crimes, right? Like just being drunk in public or with a beer or something like that. And the kid like throws his beer and just starts booking it. And of course, you know what comes next. Yeah. You can't, you know, you run from the cops. That is their, they are ready. Man, they've been waiting for that moment. Oh, this, where is they get where to, this is why we got all these resources. Yeah, boy. And this, this, this skinny cop who had always been like one of the cool guys, mm-hmm. like he'd always been decent to us. He takes off and he, his total demeanor changed, you know, changed from like being the cool cop to being this vicious attack dog. Chasing his promotion is what he's doing. And he chased this kid down, tackles him. And I believe he punched him a couple of times wow. uh, just because, you know, they get all riled up. Yeah. yeah. Just like a dog. And uh, so, yeah. Anyway, that was my sheriff going going crazy story. Yeah. No, that, yeah. And then, of course, uh, the now now actual sheriff, that was a deputy, the actual sheriff, Eli Rivera, here in, in Keene, years ago, he used to be a lieutenant on or a sergeant or lieutenant or whatever with the Keene police before he became okay. the, the sheriff. And he used to actually have a license plate that said peace on oh my it. God. And uh, we went to his house once because he put Kurt Hoffman, uh, who's a longtime liberty activist. Yeah. This was when he was originally living here yeah. many years ago. Put him in a wheelchair. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, throw him against the wall. Throw him against the wall inside a courthouse. And uh, so we went to protest out, out front of uh, Eli's house. And boy, he he didn't like that. He showed up during the protest, gets out of his uh, car with a peace license plate, and just comes at some of the activists. Wow. Now, now, he was able to be held back because there were keen police officers on the scene, so they actually stopped him from... There's footage of this. From, there is footage of this. Oh, yeah, good. From, uh, from attacking people, but the dude was losing his mind. And that man's now the sheriff. So. Anyway, those are a couple of stories uh, off the top of my head. Let's go to your phone calls and thoughts. Uh, David is in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Yeah, I want to comment on uh, what you were talking about earlier: Constitution, the founding, how it all went bad. Yeah, and I got a different take. I got a different take on it. Sure. Um, I would say that the uh, well, first of all, we use some cliche phrases uh, because they're true. These things only survive because they're true, at least in part. Might, might does make right. You're getting your ass kicked right now because uh, the government uses their might to make their right the right. And the lesson is you have to use your might uh, as your the people that actually, I mean, remember, and, and I'm going to ignore the American Indian for a minute because that, that's a whole different thing. I'm going to start from after that. I'm not going to address the wrongs that were done. I'm going to go forward from that point. I'm willing to have the discussion about the taking of the American continent from the rightful owners of it, uh, I'm willing to address mm-hmm. that another time. But the founding fathers, you know, so to speak, quote unquote, they did a, a pretty noble thing. They, they, they took uh, an entire continent away from tyrant white kings uh, and, and, the, and the money backers that backed them. Uh, and they, whether, whether they had evil intentions or they had noble intentions, they did that, which is pretty amazing. And then they even said to you, Thomas Jefferson, for instance, if, you know, assuming the quote is, uh, is, is accurate, which I, I believe that to be, he said, the tree of liberty needs to be watered with the blood of patriots and tyrants, or however the quote goes, of, you know, every, every generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, like every the, it was every fifty years. He was saying every fifty years. Yeah, something yeah. like that. I don't. I don't know. I don't have it memorized. But you know, if that's true, he said that he's one of the guys that took it from a king and then told the citizens here, "You guys are going to have to fire bullets at your government every so often if you want to keep this thing." And this, and Ben Franklin said the same thing. Walking down out of after creating the documents and signing the documents, you know, what do we have? We got a you know a constitutional republic. If you can keep it, because he knew. That evil people, you know, power abhors a vacuum. Mm. Power abhors a vacuum. And uh, he, he said, if you can keep it, because he knew that people were going to try to take it from you. If you didn't jealously, there's another cliche phrase or quote, you have to jealously guard. What's that one? There's something about jealously guarding something. Mm. And you have to jealously guard it. And what I'm, my, my position is they gave you all kinds of tools and weapons and, and uh, insurances, and they told you you're going to have to fight to keep it. And my take on it is that the um, uh, FCC-friendly, the pusillanimous uh, citizens of this country have forgotten all of that, and they haven't jealously guarded it, and they haven't watered the tree of liberty, and well, they haven't— I, I see where you're coming yeah. from, and certainly for their, for their time— that was the way it was. I mean, violence is sort of the history of all of mankind. And, and thank you for the call, David. But I, in my opinion, I think we need to break the cycle of violence. Yeah. Uh, because ultimately, violence just begets violence. And that we've seen that it doesn't work well, in the long run. Especially at this point when the government has drones. They have, you know, missile technology they have huge beyond of violence belief. on their hands. Yeah. They have every tool at their disposal. If they, I think if they wanted to, they could probably, you know... Uh, Round everyone up. Like, they know they. Well, that would be difficult. There'd be quite the resistance, and that's what they're afraid that's of. The thing in China, there people are rounding themselves up. That's the ultimate. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Like, you know, brainwash people enough to where they just do whatever it is they're they're told to do. We saw in COVID that, that most yeah. people will do anything that they're told to do. Yeah. Uh, but as far as like breaking that cycle of violence, I think that's a really important thing to to talk about. And how we talked yeah. earlier, you mentioned this, Joe. If only a you know small percentage of people were to take a case to trial, mm-hmm. it would it would completely completely clogged the court system they would not be able to handle the 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 caseload they would have to drop charges there would be no way they couldn't build courts fast enough i mean certainly bureaucracy wants to expand they'll they'll rent like uh, convention centers to hold trials i don't think so i think they would drop them (laughs) they would drop those they would drop i would think so too uh, they would prioritize the most important charges if that yeah. were the case. If everybody, or not everybody, if you know, ten or twenty percent of people said, but, "All right, I want my trial," like and, that's a peaceful method of protest. Not, not to like put myself out there, but like uh, I just want to bring up like I wasted Keen's time a lot, four hours of their time and my time. But with the I'm recent willing, charges, you mean? Yeah, 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 just just for the parking ticket, okay? And then I took the trial, and then I filed motion after motion after motion. They were all denied, but. Just the motions alone probably wasted all their time, and it, the fine I'm going to pay them tomorrow is certainly not going to add up to the cost that it was for my trial. We'll continue in moments. You can share your thoughts as well. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Phones open, 603-283-6160. Moments remain, but maybe enough time for you if you dial in right now. It's Ian and Joa in the studio here tonight. Don't forget to check out Joa. He's got his own uh, video channels. He's got, he's got an Odyssey and a YouTube. That's right. It's called Breaking the Flaw. And have you been doing much recently? Um, I did a couple off? like live streams just like cool. sharing other people's content. 
Um, I just been busy. It's been yeah gardening season and it's springtime in yeah, New Hampshire, so yeah. there's a lot to do outside. Went sure. to the beach the other day. Well, last week, last that's why I wasn't on the show. Oh, I went sweet. to the beach. Sorry, guys. I hey, no worries. You're gonna take some to time off sometime. It was nice. So, uh, I got the clip here from this new press secretary. So she's the uh, the White House press secretary, and these these people change out all the time. I don't know. It was, I thought it was just a Trump thing where he was always firing people, but they're always they're changing out constantly. Yeah, it is a pretty frequent thing. Eh? I've noticed. This person's name is Karine Jean Pierre, and she's being lauded because you know oh, she's the first uh, I guess black lady who's been a, a press secretary. Well, anyway, she is. Either not listening to the question that's being asked in this particular clip, yeah, or purposefully being completely um, clueless about what's being said. She's she's trying to um, mislead and misinform, uh, which of course is what her job is, right? Yeah, she's, of course. She's the press secretary, but it's just it's so hard to listen to this. The question is very clear from i don't know who it was in the media and he asks it like two or three times yeah and here's what uh here's what he says here it is from uh twitter danny d urbina posted this hi Corrine, congratulations Thanks. nice to see you up there thank you uh the president's twitter account posted the other day you want to bring down inflation let's make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share mm-hmm. how does raising taxes on corporations reduce inflation Great question. It's the obvious question, right? Oh, yep. the president said this. How does raising taxes on corporations do anything about inflation? The answer is it does nothing. The answer is inflation is created by the government when it prints money. The definition of inflation, which she will not tell you, is the increase in the money supply. That's Absolutely. it. Case closed. Yeah. But here's her answer, if you want to call it that, her rambling oh, to God. that question. Um, she checks her notes. So, are you talking about a specific tweet? He tweeted, yeah. you want to bring down inflation, let's make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share. Look, you know, we have talked about, um, we have talked about this this past year, uh, mm-hmm. about um, making sure that the wealthiest among us are paying their fair share. Um, and that is important to do, and uh, that is something that, uh, you know, the president has been, you know, working on uh, every day when we talk about inflation and lowering costs. And so it's very important it's not working uh, it. that, uh, you know, as we're seeing costs rise, uh, as we're talking about how to, you know, uh, you know, build an America that's safe, that's equal for everyone and doesn't leave everyone behind, that is an important part uh, of that as well. Okay, so she, she just trotted out, like, campaign uh, slogan and just a bunch of nonsense yeah had absolutely nothing to do with the man's question she didn't even say anything about inflation just acknowledging that prices are going up right it was just kind of an echo it wasn't really much there's more because he comes back with the same question again he didn't get his question answered so he gets he gets another crack at it how does raising taxes on corporations lower the cost of gas the cost of a used car the cost of food for everyday americans the answer, to answer it in, di- in a different way, I'll answer it a second uh, way, is raising taxes on corporations increases the cost of those things. That's right. And the reason why is because the corporations have to pass those taxes on to the customer. If right. any time you raise costs on, on corporations, the prices go up. The pump price goes up. The price at the register goes up. Whatever it is we're talking about. 
Do you think she's going to say anything about that? Probably not. Nope. Here she goes. So, look, I think we encourage those who have done very well, right, especially those who care about climate change uh, to support a fair tax code that doesn't change, that doesn't charge manufacturers, workers, cops, builders, a higher percentage of their earnings. She's just reading, by the way. She's looking down at notes. It's like... Somebody said, uh, commented about this saying it's like she was expecting a different question to be asked and is reading the answer to whatever the other question was she was expecting. I'm thinking about like the only angle in this to try to play a little bit devil advocate here and that if you do raise the cost of corporate goods, Mm -hmm. well, people might be inclined to shop locally. They might. Of course, those costs are going up too. Because they all buy their stuff from places that have to pay gas prices, well, right? So. But let's just, I guess, but like I'm trying to eliminate those factors right now. <laughs> the most fortunate people in our nation and not let this, this, that stand in the way of reducing energy costs and fighting this ex- existential problem, if you think about that as an example. And to support basic collective bargaining rights as well, right? That's also important. But... Look, it is, you know, <laughs> by not, if, without having a fair tax code, which is what I'm talking about, then all, every, like manufacturing workers, cops, you know, it's not fair for them to have to pay higher taxes than the folks that, who are, who are, who are not paying taxes. The question wasn't about taxes. It didn't have anything to do with that. The, the, the tweet had something to do with taxes, that Joe Biden tweet that he was talking about. Uh, you know, they're going to quote unquote ask people. And I love it when government talks about, oh, we're going to ask companies yeah. to pay their fair share. No, you're not asking. Taxes yeah. <laughs> by definition are not asking. But she just keeps going on and on about a fair tax code and how that's going to help something or other. And it's like, no, the question was what it, it's about inflation. The question was right. about inflation. How is raising taxes going to help lower the cost of things? She doesn't answer it at all. There's more. <laughs> He says, what does that have to do with inflation? And she continues <laughs> to ignore him. Bring down inflation. Let's make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share. Jeff Bezos yeah. came out and tweeted about that. He said the newly created disinformation board yeah. should review this tweet. Would you be okay with that? Look, it's not a huge mystery why one of the wealthiest individuals on earth, right, opposes an economic agenda uh, that is for the middle class that cuts some of the biggest costs families face, fights inflation for the long haul, right? And that's what we're talking about. That's why we're <laughs> we're talking about uh, lowering inflation here and adds to. Oh, the- now she's talking about lowering inflation. She's saying that her tax plan is going to somehow lower inflation. And again, that just it doesn't work that no. way. Does no at all. No. Historic deficit reduction the president is achieving by asking the richest taxpayers asking. and corporations to pay their fair share. That's it. That is what we're talking about. It's just asking. Yeah. I love it like when cops ask me, hey, can you go stand over? You know, uh, I'm going to ask you to stand over there. And I was like, no, Are you no. just asking? No, I'll be like, no. And he's like, well, I'm telling you. I'm like, oh, oh, oh now you're telling me. Thanks for being clear, officer. Yeah. You just, you asked me. That was a request. Right. It's yeah, like, they do that crap all the time. Yeah, corporate. Hey, corporation. I'm, I'm just asking you. Do yeah. you guys mind just like raising your prices a little bit? They're gonna be like, no, because you're asking me. Yeah. You're not telling me. You're not saying there's gonna be imposed fines or anything. Anyway. <sighs> the the person who posted this uh, originally said their IQ dropped. You know, twenty points just yeah. listening to this. Yeah. I mean, it is hard to handle. I, 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 that poor reporter just trying to get a straight answer out of this person. Now, look, I'm not saying this lady would have answered it any worse than the previous one. She, right. The other one probably would have hemmed and hawed and refused to answer that question because government people cannot honestly speak about inflation. 
I want to know what the vetting process is. For to the, be the, this bureaucrat? Yeah. Uh, Can you read from a piece of paper? It's probably political. <laughs> She's clearly reading. Yeah. She does that. You know she had to drop cops in there just like randomly? Like what mm. What has that have to do with inflation? <laughs> it's insane. They cannot be honest about this issue because in order to be honest about it, you'd have to admit what inflation is. And yeah. they can't do that. No, you're so right. So you'll never get it. It doesn't matter who's in charge of the press uh, secretary position. You'll never get a straight answer on this. Oh, uh, Bi- I almost called him O'Biden. Uh, Biden will continue to uh, t- distract from this issue. And of course, people will post clips about him rambling about inflation where he makes no coherent points whatsoever and say, oh, well, Biden doesn't even know what inflation is. Do you think he's that stupid and he doesn't actually know or that he's purposefully trying to obscure the truth? I think I think he's really just a puppet, mm-hmm. um, and that he really doesn't make that many decisions on his own. And I think That's he has a whole true. team behind him. I think he's a numbskull. I think he's very racist. If you look back in the eighties, sure. when even he was recently, in... he said racist. Yeah, things. of course, of course. But I mean, way more extreme. But clearly, then. he's not a racist. He hired a black lady to be his press secretary, that, right? I, I don't. I mean, this looks like tokenism. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they were trying to get a you know a black person as as a Supreme Court justice. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not denying that. Black people, like, they don't have a chance. Of course they have a chance. Sure. Everyone has a chance to do anything in this world. But if you're going to politicize it and make it about race just to have the first one, yep. that's not right. Well, guess what? Black people can be tyrants, too. Hey, congratulations. Just like gay people can now you know, join the military and drop bombs on people. Yeah. Wow. Equality. I, yeah, I mean, if anyone hasn't seen Jeremy Coffin's uh, commercial, War is Gay. War ad. is Gay. Yeah, check out his it is uh, campaign. Jeremy Coffin, I believe it's Jeremy4NH. Is his website.com, maybe? Uh, that guy's great. All right, out of time for tonight. Back tomorrow. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Don't forget Joe's channel. It's Breaking the Flaw. Find him on Odyssey. We'll see you tomorrow night.